Okay, um... I think my level... Yeah, my levels are fine. So are we starting? Yeah, I think we're, uh... uh yeah, sing the intro song, Brendan. Okay. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da-da-da. I don't know why I went with that. <laughs> no, it's Kino Clash. Coming at you, coming at you with the Kino Clash. <laughs> hey, hey, coming at you with the Kino Clash. And then and then we played the, uh, the uh, intro song. Oh, okay. Or no, not okay, the intro like song. It. That was the intro song, but like the... Uh, I, want, I want saxophones. I want like 20 saxophones. Yeah, I, I, I want the Snatcher theme to play. Um, I was thinking of I, getting I a slide whistle. I why I make references to I think, Yeah, I, I think that was the only one you were getting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome to Kino Clash. We were, are starting today off by talking about... By doing the first ever Keto Clash 75% live oh, episode! Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> live and in person, except for Ryan. So we've yes. got Kyle, Alex, uh, myself, Brendan, and then uh, Ryan on telecommunication. Ryan is live from Siberia, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crimes against the state will do that. <laughs> Him and Edward Snowden. <laughs> what is he doing? Hanging out with Ryan. <laughs> is he still? Yeah. I don't know where he is. Um, We're the only two people in a 50-mile square radius. We gotta be buds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the movie The Rocketeer. Well, you got to set up the matchup first, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the matchup this week is The Rocketeer. I don't remember the... Alien. It's no, I know uh, that. I don't... Ten, 10 seed Rocketeer versus 7 seed Alien. See, this is your show. You should just be right. I really, I, I, um, I got to keep you guys in check. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start with Rocketeer. Which is Brendan's number 10 seed. Yes, it's my number 10. Ryan. So this was my pick. Finally. Finally, I get my pick. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, been hogging the, I've been hogging the spotlight. Yeah. And, you know, part of me wishes that it was a weirder... Um, a weirder movie that I got to have my return to the show with. But, but don't worry, we all I think we all have thoughts on the Rocketeer. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a movie that's impossible not to have thoughts on. And I'm worried <laughs> about Alex's thoughts, uh, because I feel like Alex is probably mad at me for what I said about Back to the Future. And oh, then no, I, I don't know. And then I made him watch the Rocketeer, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly the same like bullshit. <laughs> Maybe if I Alex just, isn't mad, somebody will be. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> Maybe somebody in Siberia. <laughs> I do. Nah. I want to say just one comment on the live recording right now. This is a lot more intimate, and it's taken me. It's kind of weird. I know. It's. I, I'm like. I'm like very. I'm very closed off. Yeah. Uh, body posture. There's a lot. Yeah. You get, There's eye contact. I know. There's eye contact yeah, for the talk, first time. It's... Yeah. Yeah, any 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 racist rants are going to be met with a stern stare this time around. Yeah, you guys are within scratching distance of each other. <laughs> <laughs> also, from in, in my camera view, Alex looks tiny. <laughs> Alex looks like, I just am. Alex looks like a wee tiny. little man. <laughs> this is my fist compared to Alex's head. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, these oh, are good bits boy. that no one's seen. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Uh... <laughs> I'm seeing it, and you guys are seeing me. Uh, okay, right. yeah. Who's this podcast so... for, if not 
the four of us. <laughs> so, um, I figure we'd just go right into thoughts on the movie. Obviously, I've seen this movie before. Who else saw this movie before? And like I was the only other one. Okay, so uh, I say let's throw it to Alex first. I feel like he always gets he's the last dog to the bull when it comes to thoughts on on these movies. So let's start with him since you know he's in person. We can make him talk. That's so interesting right now. Like, it really is kind of throwing me <clears throat> So, um, I'm insanely curious as to why this is one of your favorite movies. I'll start <laughs> off by saying... I think that's exactly how I started out last week. Really? Yeah, I think for, for Back to the Future, I said, like, that exact same phrase. Like, why is this on your list? It's just... I'll start it off by saying, I liked it. It was fine. Um... <laughs> But does not seem like a Brendan movie whatsoever. You've said multiple times on the podcast <laughs> that you love, you know, complex character development and when movies take risks. And this was just, it was just a like a enjoyable movie that would be on in the background. Um, I mean, the movie was entertaining. It was fun to see, you know, some some nonsense like the villain being a secret Nazi and. Spoilers. <laughs> um, the costume design. We haven't said who the villain is. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Um, the costume design, I'll say it was super cool. I love the Rock Deer costume. Just everything, the mask, um, the whole getup. Uh, acting fine, cinematography did nothing for me. The plot was fine. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I, I'm more interested to see in your justification. Uh, I'll pass it off to Ryan to see. What yeah, I did not like this movie really. <laughs> I, I just thought it was really dumb and really cheesy, and I don't think there was anything besides for uh, Timothy uh, Timothy Dalton as Neville Sinclair. He was by far my favorite part of the movie. Um, yeah, nothing else stood out to me at all. I mean, I was like by the end of it, I was just very bored, and I, I didn't like very much of it. That's that's I, all I really I'll have say, to say. I about definitely that. wasn't bored. It was definitely entertaining throughout, and and the the ending bit on the the zeppelin or or the hydrogen, yeah, fun stuff. Um, but like Ryan said last week, it's not a movie I'll think about probably after I watch it. See, that's why I was saying I was like, this was a this was a vicious pairing after after last week's episode. After um, going at well, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. Like, obviously, we're picking stuff. Um, we're picking stuff that that speaks to us. At different points in our lives, obviously, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and and why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> it's really freaking me out. I know I'm having a hard time. Uh, for the listeners, Kyle took a big swig of beer and then balled his fist and started tapping it with his other hand. I'm very uncomfortable looking, by the end of this. Dead it. into my no, eyes. Like, like, the eye contact is throwing me off a lot right now. I was not prepared for this today. Um, I wasn't prepared for the constant thigh rubbing you've been giving me. <laughs> that's, that's on you. You should know that. I'm a thigh rubber at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but. Uh, so obviously this is not a um, this is not a movie that I um, that I, I found uh, at a, at a, at my current age. You know, this is a movie that I watched when I was a kid. There's a couple movies on here that were movies that I watched when I was a kid, and and there's less things to defend or that you can defend in them. But obviously, when it gets to my turn, I will I will say my piece. But this took the place of Superman two. I was going back and forth between putting 
Superman 2 or this on. I was like, I think this is a better movie than Superman 2. Wow. I'm very happy with that decision. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I mean, thrilled. I think, I think without a doubt this is a better movie than Superman 2 just because Superman 2 has a lot more, like, breaks in... Like, like, you feel like you're watching a fever dream when you watch one of those old Superman movies because they jump around so much and, like, some suddenly Superman would be like, I can do this. And you go, what? I don't remember that. Remember Superman. Me. Yeah, and it's like, uh, I can do whatever I want. And, and, and I love those movies, but um, I think this is, like, a legit, like, actual movie. I will say, I will admit, off-camera, Kyle and I talked a wee bit oh me and ryan did as well Uh, Uh, no not not really not really we we had a me and alex we we had a brief discussion me and ryan just did a general i just said i didn't like it at all uh and we we postulated that one of the i think the main reason you liked this movie was because you watched it at the right time in your life not necessarily that you now would watch this movie and go oh this is Top 16 favorite movies for me. Number 10 to be exact. Yeah. Um, do you want to share your thoughts? Yeah. We'll get so, into uh, yeah. That's your <laughs> then, I'll, then, I'll, then I'll start throwing my punches back at no, all I'm, three I'm of you. very happy that for <laughs> like what an, I think is... Like an the, animal cornered. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very happy for what I think is the fourth time in a row. I am teamed up with Brendan. And yes! I, I, so I, I was the only other one who'd watched this movie before. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do not think this is a good movie, <laughs> but, but I love it. I think it is so charming. Uh, like what Alex was saying, the costume design, Cliff Secord's outfit, it, like every time I'm like, God damn, That's that is a, a cool, cool look. look. That is so cool. Cavalry boots and all. Fantastic. Um, I, and I, I was talking to Alex. Uh, there's there's a quote that uh, I have uh, had really resonated with me when I heard it ten years ago. It was from a Chicago-based radio show called The Perfect Movie Show, uh, and they were talking one day, and they said, "There's only two real villains in this universe. Don't bump the tape. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two real villains in this universe: gravity and Nazis, and everything else is a variation." Uh, and you know what? If the Rocketeer doesn't prove that rule, <laughs> I don't know what else does. <laughs> the two um, greatest enemies uh, in this film. I <laughs> so. see because I read the description and it said, "Well, it says he attempts to save his girl and stop the Nazis as the Rocketeer." So I was like, "Oh, is this like a World War Two movie?" Is like, no, it's like before oh, the war. You got you. Hey, Kino Clash rule: don't read the back of the box. Uh, I that's what we do those. at the start of every episode. Oh, well, speaking of which, we, we didn't, didn't do that. Oh, we didn't. We didn't this time. I, mean, that's I do important. have it pulled up. I can read it. Uh, go for it. Yeah, go for it. No, no, no. Okay, it's, tradition, it's just the person who picked them. No, I don't, have a, I don't have it pulled up, though. And well, I, pull it up. Here, I'll pull it up. We'll make ample it. sound no, in the I'll, meantime. I'll pull it up. Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> but uh, when we're saying dead no. air, it's going to make it so the dead air filter can't filter okay. it out. So I'm going to hop in the moment that Brendan's done reading. Well, if... I read the letterbox, so... I okay, I'm just going to read reads. the uh, synopsis that uh, came up when I typed in Rocketeer Dude, synopsis. Are this is very short. I don't know if you see what That's I'm That's a looking. whole paragraph. I'm oh, like my two God. two sentences. <laughs> uh, I, no, I say go for the All paragraph. Right. Cliff Secord, uh, played by Bill Campbell, is a cocky stunt pilot in love with a beautiful actress, Jenny Blake, Jennifer Connelly. 
When he discovers a jetpack hidden in a biplane, Cliff straps on the rocket, dons a flashy helmet, and becomes the high-flying hero known as the Rocketeer. But when Nazis want to use the rocket as a weapon, Cliff must use his alter ego to both protect Jenny from an evil actor, Timothy Dalton, and save the day in this period adventure based on the comic books by Dave Stevens. I want to make that clear, by the way. Timothy Dalton is playing Timothy Dalton in this movie. Oh, it is so good. Um, yeah. No, that's the only part I liked. It was like, he he suddenly kidnaps the girl, and she's just like, Neville Sinclair's a... N-. And, and, and then she like gets knocked out or grabbed by him or something like that. And oh, yeah, I, it was just like the Nazi thing. So, it was so shoehorned in; it didn't make any. He could have been a mobster. He could have been anything. No, was, that's the thing. They drop. They do drop hints about him being a Nazi, and that's what's so fun. Is I they do guess. that? They drop. They drop very bad small hints. Like, like how many points did I? I didn't see any. In the middle of his acting scene. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he actually do that? Yeah, he does. Do Wait, that. I just made that up. When did he do that? He overacts, and like they, yeah, they, you know, they're like, yeah, this guy's. Very particular. Like, they do it like a Seinfeld episode. Um, but, you know, I mean, I like the reveal that he's a Nazi. Yeah, I don't have a problem. Uh, I love the scene with him and uh, Jennifer Connelly, where she's, like, in his quarters, and they're, like, trying to outfox each other, but Timothy Dalton's character is just a terrible liar, and they're just going back and forth, and it's just the most ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. We're just reciting his, like previous movie line yeah uh, oh god i love that so much timothy dalton's just a great actor he um, really yeah what, what i think you were uh voicing an opinion on that ryan well yeah no i mean as i've said a couple times now he was my favorite part of it and like i i don't know it was just like first of all it was didn't it take place in 1938 why does anybody care at all about the nazis i mean they went to the olympics with the nazis two years ago why do they care at all is it 1938? That was like 35, but it's somewhere. Oh, I thought it was in the. I thought it was 40s. No, it's in the 30s. I'm pretty sure they say 1938, and I was just like, why would they even care? Because like the blimp was flying over, so why would anybody Ryan, have like a? They're Nazis. Yeah, I well, duh. And, but, well, but like, it's and, not like and, we're at war with and them. And Ryan, right? the idea is that they don't really care until the end. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, they're Nazis. Ugh. And then, oh yeah, and then like the. The freaking the the squad of Nazis rolls out from the bushes and fights the Italian mob. I was like, "What?" Oh, is I this? love that so much. That though. is that it's is so the dumb. best part of this movie. No, okay, so let me defend this movie then. <laughs> if we're if we're if we're getting all into right, so it. we have um, our description. We have our I, Robin. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna say real quick. It's it is a it's a Disney movie from the '90s. I don't I don't I think there are plenty of Disney movies that are way better than this. I I just really don't get it. No, I disagree. Brendan, before you go into your discussion, um. How is this a Disney movie? And also, how is it rated PG? Because we get a panning shot of Jennifer Connelly's cleavage. Which, uh, we haven't discussed this yet, but uh, Jennifer Connelly is very busty. In this <laughs> we get... Ryan and I were discussing this. I want to make this a point on this podcast. We, we uh, we're like drugging. three points away from Brendan at this point, but go on. <laughs> we get drugging. We get cleavage shots. We get... Uh, borderline rape scenes. We get murders of that Frankenstein's monster guy bending people. <laughs> he was off. He was, I did like him. I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a weird PG Disney movie. I love, yeah, no, I love all of that, though. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is a weird, like, 
This was a weird movie that I don't think Disney had any 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 reason to make, and I think they took a risk and it didn't pay off. And I love it when Disney takes a risk and it doesn't pay off because. Well, see, now I am. How do you think this is a risk? Because it's because I do agree with Ryan. Because this is a Disney. I I because this yeah. is a Disney formula. It, but it's it's ridiculous to a level that even in the '90s I don't like. When you look at what they're doing, I mean, they're basically making a, a, a Superman-style movie with that same kind of wide-eyed optimism in a time period, you know, the 90s, where that's not necessarily something that sells incredibly well, even for a Disney movie, you know, um, at least in terms of it, outlook on, on real life. I mean, obviously, you can make an animated movie with wide-eyed optimism, and it's not, like, a big deal. But, like, I mean, there's a reason why they stopped making Superman movies, and it wasn't because... Um, what's his face? Uh, Christopher Reeves. Christopher, Christopher Reeves stopped wanting to make. Them. It was because Zack Snyder wasn't making movies. Yeah, yet. yeah, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> we're back on the Snyder train, yeah, everybody. Was, Four young. out of five. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, you know that there was a genuine um, a lack of of desire from moviegoers for for an experience like that. I mean, you know, you look at it in the context of other superhero movies, and you know. X-Men, Spider-Man haven't even been scripted yet, let alone come out. I mean, this is this weird middle child between eras. And I think that it, it tries to do things that I think Sam Raimi does in Spider-Man. Uh, now elaborate on that point. Well, obviously having like a character with real problems and troubles. He's down on his luck. He doesn't have any money. A lot of his problems come from the fact that he needs to repair a plane that was destroyed by this shootout and the government's like yeah we don't give a shit about you and so he has to quickly like scrape together an idea for like a, 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 a an air show and things like he's having to come up with oh how can i use this power that i have now to assist me in a way that like spider-man very much does and both the comics and in the sam raimi movies um obviously it comes off a lot better in the sam raimi movies because we are all more like peter parker you know, in the early 2000s than anybody in the 30s. And our problems are much more aligned with, you know, a college kid trying to get by in New York City than shitty dude in the 30s who's mean to his girlfriend yeah. <laughs> and trying to be a pilot. That's, um, that's a, I hated the protest. Like, he was just <laughs> such an annoying jackass. No, he was. Um, like, I, there I, was nothing redeemable about it. I was rooting no, against him. No, that's the him. thing. There, there is a redeemable aspect to him. And I, I will don't get think there that. was. I think, I think he's redeemable because he does, he does have a desire to protect people. He's just a kind of a piece of shit about it. Because, <laughs> like, he does so much in the movie, like in the diner scene and things like that, where he goes out of his way to protect people and to get people out of bad situations. And... Obviously, the community appreciates him, you know, even outside of the Rocketeer. Because I mean, this is once again another superhero movie where it's like, why is it? A, why is it called a superhero movie? Why does he have the title of Rocketeer? He does one <laughs> thing once. He doesn't stop crying in this movie until the very end. He saves a dude from an airplane, and and then you know, and this is during a, a stunt show. So then everyone's like, oh my god, who was this dude in a jetpack who saved a guy who was 
Was he drunk flying? I want to interrupt plane? real quick. That is top notch comedy when the gas truck gets hit by a plane uh, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's even funnier when they do it three times in like twenty minutes. <laughs> that's Ryan. That's just good comedy. That's good it's comedy. Dumb. That's, the, that's the repetition. Rule of threes, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's no. He that's... says on purpose. Move the gas truck out <laughs> far out of the way. <laughs> It's textbook comedy, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and, and I like all of that. I like, I like, I, I like, I like all of this. I, I like the, I like the really goofy setup to stuff. Um, and I love the ridiculous setup of him putting the gum on the jetpack, as if, as if I'm supposed to believe that that stayed on the entire movie. But it uh, apparently does, because that's how he defeats the villain in the end, is taking it off. And I also like the very unceremonious end for Timothy Dalton's character of like, ah, I'm getting away. And he just explodes. <laughs> I didn't like that part. Uh, I like that part, and I like that he destroys the land part of the Hollywood side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah. And this also has, once again, the thing that I said I really liked about Back to the Future, this sort of mythology uh, aspect to it, where it's like we're trying to tell the story of the world or tell history in a way that fits our fiction you know back to the future had that uh with him like grabbing this making the skateboard out of the little like toy tank and this has it in a lot of ways but most notably him destroying land and hollywood land and and then it's like oh my god and that's how the hollywood sign was made um, yeah. and I, I i love all of that i you know it is hokey it is silly it is stupid but i i i really enjoy this film for one it's like getting another superman movie as someone who loves those old christopher reeve superman movies it's like getting another one of those except what if superman was a bigger piece of shit uh to the people around him but still had that desire to be a good person in the end um or at least a helpful person um and i i enjoy the action set pieces i love the kind of physical comedy approach they have to action because obviously his power is stupid. All he can do is use a jetpack. He's not a, he's not good in a fight. He's, he's not good at flying a jetpack. No, he's not even good at that. So like you know, like the uh, the the uh, restaurant scene with Jan from the Office uh, singing. Did you not catch that? No, that's her. Singing yeah, that yeah, that was her. Um. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that... I did think she looked familiar. (laughs) Yeah, that part is great because the action set piece there is him just bouncing the fuck around this this restaurant. Yeah. I I, I did really like that part. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. Like, you could make a silly CGI, and nowadays this is probably what they're going to do in the, you know, Disney Plus fuck-off show that they're making. For Um, this? Yeah, for this. They're making a Rocketeer show? Yeah, I'm not excited. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could do like a, a crazy CGI, like, wow, he moves really fast because of the rocket, and he's hitting people really hard. I don't want that. That's not cool to me. That's I li- not the Rocketeer. Right? Exactly, that's... but, you know, that's a way you could you could look at it and you could do it. I like that they were like, I don't know, hook him on a string, I don't have have... <laughs> fire extinguishers blast out his ass and and will just run him into people 
I like that. I, that's very fun for me to watch. Um, obviously, there's issues with this movie. Going back and watching this movie as I get older, the big issues is, you know, this is a, a, a microcosm of the American dream. I think. I think that's the intended purpose of it. What's that line that you like in the in the restaurant with that older guy? Because I may not make a big buck. Oh no no no! Yeah, my favorite line in the movie is when. Uh, Cliff Secord announces to the mobster that's been working under Neville Sinclair. He goes, how's it feel working for a Nazi, Eddie? And then Eddie gets real defensive. He's like, hey, listen, bub. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. And then he turns on <laughs> yeah. the Nazi. Which, Ugh. love that. Love that moment. It's so silly. Um, but also, like, yeah, this is very much like, American propaganda in the way that a movie can be, you know, it's, and I think that it's intentionally doing that. This is directed by the same guy who did the, uh, first Captain America movie, um, which it has that same kind of air and tone to it. Um, where it's very celebratory towards America, uh, which I've got no issues with that. The issues kind of come into play with how it like showcases like businesses and like car manufacturers where it's like the the CEO is like the most honorable man in the whole group. He's like, "No. No, I trust him." What are you going after Howard Hughes? Yeah. Oh, no, no. See, I'll fight you on that. No, yeah. I I just I just mean that in the context of like the the sort of message of the movie, it's kind of silly that he's the only guy who's like, "No. I I think this is a good. I think I think he's a good guy. I trust him." Whereas like the government and everyone's like, no, lock him up. Throw away the key. <laughs> Shoot him in the head. He stole our rocket ship. Um, you know, that's kind of their air. And I think okay. that... Yeah, that's I, fair. Yeah, it, it very much is like businessmen are the true moral compass of America, <laughs> which is hilarious yeah, to think of. Yeah, I mean, and once again, at that time period, that was that was the thought. Um, uh, nowadays, I, I, I can't imagine thinking that considering all of the silliness that goes on with businessmen but um you know so there's that obviously there's not really any people of color in this movie at all i can't even i can't think of a a, definitely no named character yeah no i mean this is a vision of america with no i'm legitimately trying to ryan i I don't i i think you're right i don't think there is a minority in this absolutely not this is a vision of america with um uh, um um, there's a big busty woman that's a minority there's a there's a big busty white woman um the american dream right there and again i do want to touch on just how busty we're talking it's they make it very noticeable on purpose um and you know what if that's not the ideal American, then I don't there know what it is. Please, no. God bless. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And I, I, I Kino lost file where round three. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. We're going to have to cut the busty woman talk. <laughs> it's so ingrained in the recording, I don't know how we would. But it's also ingrained in the movie. It is. We're I mean, not. We're you, not. Can't, you can't not talk about it. Alex hit it. They literally panned no. to her breasts at one point. Well, but, I mean, and once again, that, that goes into it more. I mean, if we're talking about the faults of this movie, you know, we can talk about how stupid it is, but I feel like that's not really worth the time because it's 
not trying to be serious. Yeah, that's not at all my problem. Yeah, I, I think it's it's it, stupid it's, and fun and yeah. campy, and it's just I, like a, a serial adventure. Yeah, it just has no it has no representation of anything other than like literally what '30s propaganda would be <laughs> in America, which. I enjoy for the same reason that I enjoy parts of the first Captain America movie. Because I think that that is a fun aesthetic. I like it when I see it in the Fallout games. I enjoy seeing that like weird optimism that's really misguided. I like it. Uh, I like it better with Superman, but I, I think that this movie is better than any of the Superman movies. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and, and obviously the way it treats women is pretty shitty. There's no shot of Jennifer Connelly in this movie that isn't trying to make me imagine her as a pinup girl. Like, there is, and that's every shot. They're like, pull that, that collar down. <laughs> Angle <Yeah>. this <laughs> shot in a way that makes her look <laughs> like she could be painted on the side of his airplane. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked her in the movie. Like, I think my two favorite characters are her and Neville Sinclair. And, I, and that was one of my notes. Is like, Neville Sinclair honestly deserves her. Because that was what, like, ah, I hated the protagonist. Like, he was making fun of her for being an actress or, like a, like, a sidebar actress in, like, the background of scenes. Meanwhile, he was supposed to be, like, a clown pilot the next day while he's ripping on her like this. And it's like... There was no chemistry. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. But I like. I also don't think the they're movie. They're both hot. Yeah, that's the chemistry. I, I also don't care think the movie is, is 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 asking you to side with him in that moment. I think the movie's like showing. But you that's this that's guy. like the main but motivation now. for going and saving her later. Like that's like the biggest part. Like that's the climax of the movie is him going on the blimp to save her. Yeah, that's not even and, and it's just like know. it's. I don't care. Like I would rather she's with Neville. And because <laughs> like, and a Nazi, yeah, he's actually well, not that, but he's like actually interesting. He's kind. They have the same interests, and they he like takes her to a night like the, the Ryan. You the just called are... the Nazi kind. Do you know kind. what they did? Cer- certainly, he had ulterior motives. Certainly, he had ulterior motives. But the protagonist is just. So unlikable. I, I mean, it's I didn't like anything about about most of the characters. He's brash. He's hot headed. He's short sighted. He's lame. He makes quick decisions. <laughs> he's he's compelled purely by emotion alone. But he and never becomes a good boyfriend. He just no. He uses his rocket pack to save him from a Nazi. But nothing yeah. before or after that. In fact, people have to tell him go after your girlfriend. She's yeah. Mad at you. And the, like at the restaurant where he's eating his burger, they go go after her. And he goes. <laughs> Shit, he sucks. Right. He runs after her and she's on the bus. <laughs> but like, I like that. I like how much he sucks, but he's still like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like in movies, as much as I, I, I say that I like, you know, interesting characters and stuff like that, I find this to be somewhat interesting. I mean, the reality of life is that people oftentimes are garbage to the, to, to people they're in a relationship with or people that they know. Uh, and I like the idea that this guy is a piece of shit and a terrible boyfriend, but he still, like, does the right thing when but, it's I mean, asked like, of him. He did the least he could do. He couldn't just let her die. <laughs> I, like, I will say, <laughs> saving someone from a Nazi is pretty much the... I mean, yes. That time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
there exists people like that in the world, and it's like indicative of the real world. But like that doesn't make for good movies. No, I mean, make for a good protagonist. I yeah, I, I think that I think that this guy is a protagonist in the way that like I don't know if you guys read like the uh, like Black Cauldron books, like the books, not the movie, the books. The, the the protagonist in those books is this brash young kid, and yeah, you get like six books where he grows into a worthwhile human, and. Despite this movie um, teasing that there could be a sequel, no sequel was ever made. Well, um, until wait, do the they Disney tease? Plus show. Yeah, rem- oh, because yeah, he, he gets the he blueprints gets the blueprints back at the end. Um, you know, and and I, maybe if they made a, another movie, or or maybe we're supposed to assume that as the story goes on, he becomes a better person as he grows. I mean, because he's supposed to be pretty young in this. I I I am okay with him being brash and young because he ultimately acts. Not in his own self-interest when it matters, and I think that's fine. I think that's enjoyable, and I, and I, you know, because there's a lot of moments where he doesn't need to get involved. You know, like the 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 first time that he puts on the jetpack and stuff, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to fly it really. He's like, this guy's gonna die. Is he gonna kill anyone but himself? Probably not. This guy's also a fuck up. He's like a drunk. Who hangs out at the diner and like hits on my girlfriend? Don't love that. He could just sit there and be like, "Oh my god, I hope this ends well." But no, he goes up there and he and he, and he intervenes, and that's yeah. something. I, it's just I like, don't know. You brought up like in the previous recordings, like a a big thing you look for in movies, which perfectly understandable, is like deep character development. Jennifer Connelly doesn't develop. No, doesn't there's work. no development in here. Neville Sinclair obviously doesn't. His uh, the old man who like mentors him doesn't arc at all. No one arcs. No, and barely Cliff Secord arcs. But in the very <laughs> arcs in that he uh, not really an arc, but more of an unmasking. <laughs> yeah. No, he just becomes a Nazi. <laughs> no. Oh, you he's know still what? a shitty boy. You're talking. You're talking, does the you're talking Neville. No, he said Sinclair. Oh, sorry. I said Cliff Sinclair. I meant Cliff Secord. Okay, I was yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. He just becomes less of a shitty boyfriend, but never a good boyfriend. No, uh, and I would say that also we have to give credit to the Italian mob. They do have an arc when they recognize that they're they're working <laughs> against the interests of the United States of America, their country, their country, their <laughs> homeland. Uh, once again, I did like. I like that it was Pauly from Goodfellas. Was the oh <laughs> my god, yeah, no, that like that that was a fun part, yeah, yeah, no, and I also I also think it's really fun to imagine them like saying that as the Nazis are are, are going to then uh, join forces with the Italians. With the Italians, um, just this this is a very interesting, weird moment where you had the Italians and the Nazis working together, and one was like oh, working with the Nazis. I could never. Um, but yeah, Which no, doesn't I mean, make sense, because no why would they care? Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't, but... Yeah, um, but yeah, there's no arcs in this movie. I just, I just, I just like it. I'm not, hey, I'm telling no, you right that, now. I get that. I'm telling you right now, not going to win. Not going to win against, we're up, we're going up against Alien. <laughs> hey, this, this is, this is like Glass Joe match right now. You this this one <laughs> goes down. Uh, what punch out reference with Little Mac? I don't think you caught that one. Oh, I did. He doesn't care. He doesn't even. He doesn't even have video games. I don't even know what most of that is that you all said. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't even had his headphones on. <laughs> oh, Glass Joe oh, from right. Mortal Kombat, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who says, 
get over yeah. here. Yeah. He's like that. He's that girl with the the really scary venom mouth. Who are these people in the Rocketeer? <laughs> That's Jennifer we Connelly. Off, we pissed off approximately thirteen and a half gamers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, I am fine with a flawed protagonist as long as there is at least one redeeming quality. I don't think there's anything redeeming about him. Like, if if they're he gonna saves be saves people. Kind of. Like, I don't know. Kind, just... He directly does it. He, I just yeah. I just want to bookmark this real quick for when we discuss the great Waldo Pepper. Oh, that's a because, different situation. Because Brendan is giving the exact same hey, arguments hey, I gave for the great Waldo this Pepper is a once. Different... But this is just bookmarked. We're done. We're done. It's bookmarked. We'll save <laughs> it for the great Waldo Pepper. Well, we're going to get into this at dinner. Like, <laughs> no. that, that was a huge issue is if the protagonist is unrelatable unkind not very talented and just generally unlikable it's like where is the end for the audience like what am i supposed to care i didn't care about anything that was going on um minor nitpicks the frankenstein's monster goon guy so weird kyle and i were talking about it (laughs) earlier like there's no fucking need. love him. <laughs> there's no real need for the face. Like he was already a big guy. He's just menacing as it is. That's his actual face. No, no, not. it is not. It is. I was about, I was about to say those were awful prosthetics. That's his. <laughs> that is not. I'm looking. That up. is not that a is real a famous human. actor. I. They. If he's still living, you gotta cut this part, and that's all there is to it. If that's true, then I feel (laughs) awful for saying that. Hold on. Um, That's not a real person. That's a real-ass person. I was gonna say, I really liked him. Even if, prosthetic (laughs) or not, I liked him. There were, like, certain weird details about the movie that I did like, and that kept me from completely hating it, but no, on the whole, it was just like... (laughs) Okay. He looks like that. That's his face. Not at all. So it is prosthetic. Wait, let me see. Let me see. He looks nothing. Hold Do I have to get up? Um, so to, to elaborate on my last point, yes, it was prosthetics. And to that end, it was really bad prosthetics. Whenever he would talk, it just looked like that. Yeah, and, I mean, Back to the Future did it better with the parents aging them up. I mean, they didn't look like the Elephant Man, though. The, I mean, what, right. what were they, they were doing for better. the Elephant Man? And, yeah, and <laughs> they're, they're really trying to make his mom look like the Elephant Man. <laughs> but, no, no, I mean, that character was fine. Again, out of place for a PG-rated Disney movie for bending people to death. But I mean, that's he was so fun, though. He does, yeah. He's it's just and not PG. Fun. If it was PG thirteen, then maybe he also had sweet <laughs> dual-wielding <laughs> pistols. <laughs> he did, no, yeah. so like that is the part like of that character. He was like a Bond villain. Yeah, or no, like like, <laughs> yeah. like very it's just so overall weird. competent. Like, Akimbo like, dual-wielding pistols is objectively cool. It is, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and especially when you pair that with his. Uh, you know, melee attack being bend you in half. <laughs> yeah, and and his size fifteen chin. <laughs> Just so weird. So, Ryan, I, I'm I'm curious, Ryan. Like, you've given a, a what what specifically made you dislike this movie so much? Like, is it everything? Because again, I'm I'm here with you. Like, I don't think it's good. But no. like, do you not see the charm? Not see. I say you didn't. No, thanks. No. That's a live Kino Clash high five. 
See, that's the thing. 90% of it is just unaware schlop. It's just garbage. But then there's like these there's like these points with like an eight foot dude with a huge chin and dual wielding pistols and then like the scene where he's just like flying a jetpack through a restaurant and stuff. And it's like that stuff is fun. Like it's it's fun, but most of it just doesn't make any sense. It's just so dumb that I can't get into it at all. I was so bored. Well, like, then, like, like like go further on that for me. Yeah, what's dumb? What's dumb? <laughs> I already said I hate the main character. The f- all right, from the very beginning, I think, like, my first note, the dude, like, running away from the police just machine guns down a plane that's flying by? Like, how does that make any sense? None of it, it's like... It's the feds, baby. Yeah. He's no, paranoid. No, it's not! You ever watch Burn After Reading? He's paranoid. <laughs> he's trying to book a plane ticket to Venezuela. <laughs> he's like, okay, let me let me turn my attention from this cop that's right behind me to this plane that's 80 feet in the air. Let me shoot him with the Tommy gun. It's just, it's just dumb. There's so much just bad writing. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out there real quick a critique I have. I don't think Tommy guns were being used by the mob yet because Tommy guns see this? were being used in World War II. <laughs> I have three quarters of a page of complaints about this movie. I can read through them all, but that's so boring. I, I, it it boils down to the movie just being generally dumb and poorly written. There's just nothing well, like, I really so like I, about I, it. I guess I'm yeah like 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 I I think at least for us three. You know, I think there is a like, like, what can't you get past in this? Because, like, I agree. I'm I sure think you I've said most of those notes, and I'm gonna say, yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I don't hate the main character as much as everybody here. That's also gonna come out in the Great Waldo Pepper because I, 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 I do just kind of fall in love with most protagonists. Oh, um, that's such a different movie. It, Either way, I, I think I can um, get through this in thirty. Uh, probably not. I can get through no, it really do, quick. Do a speed run. Do yeah, a speed yeah, run. I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, let's it. get it. Question mark. Why would the dude shoot a random plane? We made a living with that plane. Who? Was that your first time flying it? Dude with the mustache is funny. I did like the engineer guy. Uh, <laughs> question mark. Dude has the biggest chin of all time. Next line. I don't care about the romance. Both are really annoying and there's no chemistry. You can't be stabbed with a blunt sword? Question mark. He like stabs another actor, Neville Sinclair. Those movies have prop swords. Why would he get stabbed with that? It's just uh, well, Neville Sinclair does his own stunts. Yeah, Thank you. and okay. his own weapons. Yeah, no, and the I, I think the idea there is that like that's a real sword. I don't know. Like I, I, right. I feel like all right. That's a stretch. But. I, now, here's something I did just think of, and I, rem- I, I didn't take notes on this movie, uh, but I, they do kind of set up that there could be a sword fight with Neville Sinclair, yeah. and I do wish that came Wasted. to fruition. Well, how? Multiple- how? <laughs> uh, uh, one dude has a rocket pack on and is holding a sword. <laughs> that, would actually, that would be a fun fight scene. No, he would just harpoon him. <laughs> no, if he was like flying around like in the restaurant, but then kind of like... Slashing I guess that would be fun. That'd be fun. Or like maybe that like Cliff has to use the jetpack defensively and like Neville swings and he has to turn around in order yeah. to No, I, I like yeah, but go on, Ryan. I apologize. Um yeah, so then I said, I hate when dates are made with zero planning, details, etc. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'll go I'll go get you. It's such a cliche, it's annoying. Literally never flown this thing. Lands on a plane perfectly. He keeps flying up and grabbing people out of planes. He's he never does flown. not no, land he, on that. He, he, he literally up. crashes through. Are the you plane. kidding? No, he does not. He, he crashes through the plane. He crashes through the wing. 
No, what he does, he flies up and he lands in between the folds of the biplane wings. He grabs the guy, then he falls 50 feet, flies right back up. You see, 10 minutes earlier, they attach a dummy to this thing and it's flying around in a circle attached to a string. You can see how uncontrollable it is. It is so dumb that he can so accurately fly up, land in this plane, well, hold on crawl now, around hold on in the now, rafters, actually and pick up the guy out of the plane. This. Because uh, the engineer made the helmet a rudder, so you could steer. Oh, yeah, saying, so he, he, he can fly it perfectly his first try because of that? Are you crazy? Well, one, one, he's a very gifted pilot. <laughs> yeah, this two, is moronic. Two, That's the he, point. He, fu he fucks up. Yeah, no, right. He he, unless, I'm, unless he lands on it and then headbutts through the canopy that's what happens he he flies up and he crashes into it and he scares the shit out of the pilot and he faints no he knocks himself out with he, he pulls like the joystick yeah. out and knocks himself out. oh okay the yeah. point but is yeah, no, he crashes through the plane yeah no. sure he does hey, hey sure scratch that that one that one gets strike through no and even the, if what sure. Ryan said is true i give it a pass because that's well yeah like, i mean what are you gonna do wait 20 minutes movie, while he's shooting around like and this movie's for kids like well yeah, there's no yeah, setup like, is my this point is, this is like complaining that iron man uh, the the okay all right of yeah go ahead go ahead because <laughs> my complaint is that this movie is dumb that is my it's dumb well, and you guys are agreeing with me movie and you're saying like i don't think he could do it i, I Hey guys, well, that's the thing life, you guys agree I don't with think me. It'll You're saying, like, like where's this movie dumb? I don't get it. How do you think this is dumb, no. Ryan? I'm saying No, why. first off, I, I do think it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. we all think it's, it's dumb. Moronic. No, it's just we're able to get past it. Yeah, no, but... but it's but consistent. Again, there's, there's, there's suspension of disbelief, and I feel like even if the movie doesn't have you by the time you get to the rocket suit, you can't... If he can't fly it... Wait, what? What? Where's the movie, Ryan? Yeah, well, oh, well, that's like that's like. Well, I think that's Ryan's point is that there there is no movie to begin with here. There, okay. Example: Iron Man One, when he has the training sequence, when he's building it, he keeps flying into shit, like bashing his head in the garage. Yeah, that's he does that. No, he flies he up into a plane and he saves plane. a guy on his first try. He uh, saves a guy on his first try. A little bit. <laughs> No. It, all right. All right. Say it's fine. It's fine that he can just fly up into the air and save a guy in his first ever, ever try flying this thing. Well, I, I, now to be fair, also though, Ryan, he does fuck up a lot in that flight sequence. He's constantly falling. Yeah, and he's constantly fucking up post that. He's never good at it. Yeah. And throughout the entire movie, he's never good at flying. It. I will say, I kind of like that that he never becomes proficient. At yeah, it. he's, he's never just always clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it fun. Yeah. But dumb. I I I I disagree, but um alright, so after that, the fact that he flies this. <laughs> Why thing, did we get to see the blueprints? <laughs> um then there's the trope of him getting his rocketeer name by some guy is like looking at something in the distance and is like we call him the, the Rocket Man or something like that. And then he's like, looks and he sees something with the la like it ends with ear, and he's like, Oh the Rocketeer. I hate that. I hate tropey stuff like that. It's so lame. I don't care. Are we some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> My yeah, exactly. My next note is, and this was probably halfway through the movie, cheesy, dumb, not in a fun way. It's really boring and annoying. And then I noted down, oh, wait, yeah, there's also a boring title sequence. Because I, I wasn't going to write it down. I don't like to hold that against things, but that's just wait, another thing I hated. Sequence? It's just like a long... It's nothing. It just like a, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you talking about like literally the beginning, the title sequence when they're introducing the movie? 
I don't remember exactly. I just remember thinking it was really. Boring. I think they might like look at planes. Maybe. I, yeah, I think it's 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 one. I feel that's part of the homage aspect of it. Because remember, this is supposed to feel like a uh, like an old old movie, not a '90s movie. So some of that stuff you have to like chalk up to that. All right, and then uh, further on, I said everyone's really flat and annoying and uninteresting. The girl doesn't rescue uh, justify rescuing. The protagonist Except is. Sinclair. I, I said the protagonist is a loser. Why did Neville Sinclair reach into her soup? Because he just sticks his hand in a bowl of soup and pulls out a note. No, he saw he saw the note floating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, fine. I'll give you that one. <laughs> He's a strike two. Yeah, right. He is an undercover Nazi. If he sees a note in soup, if I, it, I think it's totally fair for him to assume. Oh shit! Did she get my soup? Was someone trying to, like, dead drop me information? Let me check. I mean, because no joke. He's yeah. an undercover Nazi. People are dead dropping him information for sure. Um, and then I said, bookshelf, hidden room, question mark. Is this Scooby-Doo? And then, and then, here's yes, the kicker. I wrote, he can't, it's not enough that he's just evil. He's a Nazi. He can't Holy just be a bad guy. And then finally, I said, "Why does Patsy look like she's thirty-seven? Which is kind of mean, but she was like the little girl in the in the diner." Um, and then I said, "Why do they care about Why do they care about Nazis at all in 1938?" And that's just consistently through. It was just all dumb stuff. It's just so noticeably bad throughout, and I just can't get past it. That is throughout the entire movie, and, and so maybe you guys can get past it. That is totally fine. But for me, I think this movie is dumb, and that is why. There's I feel so like much got, garbage I feel like in you it. got pissed off. I feel like you got pissed off after the guy shooting the plane. And then every then you were like, <laughs> I'm not on board for no. this. You, you from were, my you notes, went, it was literally board. the title then, sequence I was bored Yeah, from. no, yeah. And then literally <laughs> everything after that was just like, I feel like a different movie. You see the guy go up in the jetpack, you go, Well, yeah, I mean, that's the movie. You know, I mean I like had stu- I had positive notes thrown in. But, uh, no, it yeah, was, it well, was more just, the fact that I thought I'm, everything was bad. I'm just saying that, you know, once again, I feel like I feel like Back to the Future similarly has a lot of stupid moments, but you don't. I, Ryan, I feel like you're, you, you let it slide on a lot of that, right? No. When you're not, watching it? No, because this is a Disney movie from the 90s. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's bad. <laughs> it's just consistently bad. I don't See, like it. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what I, I can't get through to this man. <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I think it's I'm bad. No, no one is sitting here saying it's a good movie, Ryan. We're saying you didn't you didn't realize that Timothy Dalton saw the note. <laughs> <laughs> so how closely were you paying attention? <laughs> Kino Clash members, well. I moved to 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 forcibly recuse Ryan's vote from this. We remove him from this week's voting. He clearly he needs to recuse himself. He's in too deep. So let, I think we should wrap it up into final thoughts. Ryan, do you want to just sum up your your thoughts? I, I just thought it was generally bad and really cheesy throughout, and there's nothing I liked about it except for Neville Sinclair. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's... I've said everything. I just don't think it's good. I don't think any part of it is especially good. It's very forgettable. It's just a sloppy 90s Disney piece of crap, and I don't like it. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I can see how people would find charm in it, but for me, it's just, it's I can't get past, like, any of the stuff 
that is supposed to be passed as watchable. So I I think similarly. I think it's very forgettable. Um, I wouldn't say it's sloppy. It's stupid, but it's fun. Um, I would have liked it as a kid, and watching it now, I can see that I would have liked it as a kid. But yeah, I would. I, I'm not gonna remember this movie after watching it. I think it did exactly what it was going out to do. I think that's what all the stupidness was about, and I, I have no problem with any of the plot holes or inconsistencies because. I was just expecting that 20 minutes into the movie. Um, but like you said, it doesn't do anything particularly good. It's just very meh. I think it's very passable. I think it's very... Definitely not a highlight of this Disney genre in my eyes. And Back to the Future, at least when it did stupid stuff, I thought it was super charming about it. And was kind of like... No, that's, that's it. It was just super charming. I don't think this movie really had any charm. I don't think this movie had any, definitely no, like, magic. Oh. That being said, <laughs> it's an okay movie. Oh, I'll... I, I, I wouldn't say this is a bad movie. It's just very subpar. It's just, just a really a weird, weird one. subpar one. <laughs> I uh, think subpar means bad. <laughs> it's, like, a little below average. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump off Alex, because I, uh, I disagree with his point entirely i think the only thing that brings me back to this movie is that i just think it is dripping with charm um just so much again i think we've all said it once but i'll say it one more time in closing thoughts it's not good there (laughs) like i it's not gonna beat alien i haven't seen alien but i i don't imagine it coming to a tie um I'm gonna do some hardcore lobbying for no reason. I'm gonna waste all of my political sway over people on this. Um, um but no, I like it, and Ryan, I, I see where you're coming from, and I do think if because that again, we're all it's just me and Brendan at least are able to get over how okay. stupid of a I'll movie ask it is. one and question if, if, real quick. Okay. You can I can see why you guys find charm in it. Can you see why I hate it? Oh, yeah. 100. Yeah. Like like unquestionably okay. this is, so. That's this, all this I need. Like the, That's all I yeah, need. No, like, it's 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 very Indiana. You have to take the leap of faith past the If you can't, then you fall to your death and it's a stupid fucking movie. But if you can get past how stupid it is. Yeah, it, it is yeah. The difference that, is while when you were watching the movie, you were getting smaller and more compressed and shrunken and angry at every scene and moment. Whereas Kyle and I, when we watch this movie, when a stupid thing happens, we go, ha 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 ha. Oh no, I was laughing yeah. my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was right there with you. Yeah, exactly. Like I, 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 I didn't mean to single you out. Yeah, way. I, uh, I just I didn't. You, I, yeah. Afterwards, I was like, okay, yeah, wasn't good, but. I, I think Kyle and I have a similar, uh, uh, I don't know, affinity towards movies with this type of charm to it. I think that's fair to well, say. Well, and so this is what I was saying to Alex earlier in the day, and I thought this was going to be something you were a really big fan of as well. I think there is an audience for 1930s and below aviation. Like, liter- and the idea of, like, at the... Truly, just the premise of jetpack, I'm in. 
Like I'm sold. My my suspense of disbelief is at yeah. the max. I'm once gonna, I hear jet I'm, I'm about to see jetpacks with 1930s aviation stunts. All right, you've sold you've sold your ticket. <laughs> All you have to do is show me one scene of that, and I'm good. You know, it's it's the Tron Legacy argument of, I mean, I'm here for light cycles. Am I getting a scene of light cycles? All right, I'm in. Like, like, and so I, I again, I it, without a doubt, I and I think probably I would even say six out of ten people who see this movie today would probably go, "This is a stupid fucking movie, and I hate it." Uh huh. Call me but number six. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think everything about this again. I it, so there's a couple of scenes I wanted to highlight. One another one of my favorite moments in this movie is when the mob and the FBI are fighting Nazis together. That's to to some like yourself, Ryan. You hear that sentence and you go, "I'm out." That sucks. Oh it's no, corny and it's bad. I'm fine with that if it wasn't 1938 when nobody would care. See, I, I'm here to suspend my historical disbelief. Like, yeah, I don't care about historical yeah, accuracy. I, hey, hey, I, Ryan. I'm not even so sure I'm agreeing with that. No, I, I think they would care. Well, they they kind of set it up at the beginning, and yeah. like Cliff is like, "No, the Nazis are incredibly aggressive, and they're expanding across Europe too." Yeah, fast. I mean, sure. Um, I, I think it, I think it's incredibly naive to say that that like America would be on the same page about anything ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that I, the FBI or at least the government wouldn't be in like being like, "Oh yeah, maybe these guys might be a problem," especially after the First World War. I mean, I, I think it's fair. I think it's clear that they were considered. An issue, um, not not something that pervaded like you know public thought or consciousness in a major way. But I, you know, I think that you would read about them taking over territories or whatever and be like, well, that's weird. I mean, think about what we what we think about like Russia annexing Crimea and stuff like that. Hmm. Are like if we went to war, like like. We would be like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine us going to war with Russia right now, but also, like, if it happened tomorrow, I wouldn't be sitting here going, well, that had no precedent. You know. This is a weird segment for Kino Clash. It is, but the, the <laughs> socio-political segment. I, I, yeah, I, I, and I, I guess, also wouldn't yeah. be like, if there was, I wouldn't be like, he's a Russian? <laughs> and see, so I will give you again, like, like you know. Like, come the, on, the, it's just so lame. No, yeah, the mob, the mob immediately going, Wait a minute! You're a Nazi. Yeah. yeah why why yeah. would they care? <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah, they, they wouldn't. wouldn't. They especially wouldn't. But in but in ideal America, and you know, again, it's just the scene where <laughs> they're fighting Nazis, and it's an FBI agent comes right up beside a mob guy, and they yeah. both look at each other, and they're like, <laughs> respect. <laughs> and no, yeah, like, they, get, they they give a they give a like. Didn't ex- they, they give a very Legolas and Gimli. Uh, didn't think I'd die fighting side by side. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was. Fun, what about was like, what uh, about fighting Nazis with a friend? <laughs> it is that I do like that that fight scene, but it's just like there's things thrown out or said throughout, and I'm just like, why would they care? And so I can suspend my disbelief for like that moment, but. It happens consistently, like like halfway through onwards, and it's just annoying. I, I just don't get it. I mean, this is a this is a movie about suspending yourself in the air, and if you can't do that on a consistent <laughs> basis, then I don't think the Rocketeer is for you. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tap out at that. Uh, 
and I'll pass. I'll pass to Brendan. But yeah, I. Uh, uh, yeah, my my final thoughts on this movie uh, for for now until we get into like the final final thoughts. Um, Wait. Oh yeah. Uh, are to go off of what Ryan said. This is cheesy and it's bad. This is a burnt grilled cheese. <laughs> it's overcooked, but there but is still I'm cheese. Gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna dip it in, in in the in the tomato soup of nostalgia, and it's gonna be just as good as it ever was. Um, and I like it. You know, it obviously is full of problems. I mean, I, I think I brought up some of the, the bigger issues with the movie myself with, you know, watching it in 2021 and going, yeah, this is a weird, this portrays people in a weird way. Um, you know, and, and obviously I don't think that this movie has a particularly uh, lofty goal in mind when, when, when they set off out to make it. But I... I enjoy Timothy Dalton in it. I enjoy all of the characters. I think they're 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 really silly and goofy, and um, every every scene of this movie makes me laugh when I watch it because it's stupid. And uh, I think I think the unfortunate reality for you, Ryan, is as we go on and as we watch more <laughs> of my movies, you might discover a, a trend of me picking movies that I go, oh, I love this. <laughs> And it having no inherent value. Um, so, oh yeah, go on, go on. I was gonna say so. This is one of them. I would say that like you know Tron Legacy. Whenever that comes around, uh, I'm excited for Tron Legacy. That's 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 another movie that I think is is polarizing, and that people either find it to be charming and fun or worthless. Uh, and what is it up against, Ryan? Do you have the bracket handy? Uh, I have it on my phone. If, Brendan, you have more to say, I'm going to have it in a couple seconds. Yeah. uh, So, all in all, you know, I I think Timothy Dalton should have gotten the Oscar for this movie. There Uh, we go. Best (laughs) best leading man. We really didn't even give him that much. Timothy Dalton is just fantastic. He's so good in this. He's so so slimy. And when he has, like, that uh, that Christian Bale Mm. level, like, like anger rant on set is very fun. Um... Honestly, I like all the hijinks when he's filming that like Zorro movie, and um, what's his face? Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Glenn Campbell. Who, what's the main character's name? Cliff. Martin Cliff. Sheen. Cliff Secord. Yeah, Martin Sheen. Uh, Cliff Secord. <laughs> Cliff Secord shows up and he knocks down the whole set, and it's like eh. there were no repercussions for that. He said, "Get him off set." Well, I think it's besides gr- firing her. Yeah, like, say, that was like, the. Re- well, what else could they do? Kill him. I feel like uh, bring yes. bring him out here, Dalton. What's his name? Timothy Dalton. Yeah, Neville Sinclair. Neville Sinclair would have approached and be like, "What the fuck are you doing on my set?" But there's nothing. He's like, "Who was that guy? Get him off." His girlfriend, fire her. Well, because he's it's a it's so below him. I guess. Um, you know, you know, he's I he might not be a producer on it. You know, he's, he's not like Tom Cruise where. If, if, if you're standing less than six feet away from each other, he's going to pull you aside and he's going to scream at you until you cry. Another another quick one real quick, just about like little scenes in this movie. When after Neville Sinclair has chloroformed Jenny Blake and brought her home and Jenny is, she's, she's knocked out Neville Sinclair and she spots the giant killer. And Neville Sinclair was kind enough to make him a plate of chicken. And he, <laughs> you see him and he's just dining on a giant plate of chicken. 
And that's, that's you know. Yeah, there's just, like, fun little character moments where I feel like, wow, he's gone. Uh, I feel like if, um, if, if, if this was, like, written down in, like, a book or something, the fact that it would have to acknowledge that Sinclair left a plate of chicken out for this guy, I think, would get a, a more consistent laugh. Mm. Because you'd have to notice that. Yeah. Whereas now you're going, yeah, of course he's eating. Yeah. But it's like, he didn't bring that. <laughs> this guy has room in his pockets for two fully loaded pistols and nothing else. He's not bringing... This is a machine. He's not thinking of food. It's fuel. Um, so, you know, I, I, there's like a lot of little character moments like that I, that I like. Where it's like, I don't even know if the movie's intentionally doing it. But they were just like, I don't know, have him eat. Um, he was just backstage eating, and they go, "It's you're up, you're no, up, you're up, you're up. <laughs> Take it with you." Food with him. <laughs> <laughs> we hungry. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 um, what is it? He's uh, what 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 does uh, Jared Leto do? The performance. Oh, he's an actor. Method, method actor. Yeah, he's method acting, <laughs> uh, larkor or whatever, low car. <laughs> Me hungry food. <laughs> Or I bend you like I, beam. I could. I, 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 we, I, we had a hot discussion today. I could talk about so many just little things that are just... I love it. That he, yeah. No, this is... Uh, All right. So, uh, but to end it, uh, what what was Tron Legacy up against, by the way, Ryan? Uh, This is another Good Brendan Vert. Yeah. Yeah, it's not winning. <laughs> Tron Legacy isn't winning against Good Time unless... Some people get cool about a lot of stuff really quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I no, I don't. That one's not going to be as hot as this. This because like Brendan, no, because like American Animals, it wasn't for me, but I I did like it. This one wasn't for me, and I really did not like it at all. So yeah, I, I, I know um, like Tron isn't my favorite, but I don't hate it. I I. I I wouldn't say I hate I this, but I definitely don't like it. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to watch Shin Godzilla and The Cat Returns. Um, oh, I'm, are gonna be... I'm looking forward to Shin Godzilla. I haven't seen it. Oh, I love, those, I those love Godzilla. So um, anyway, so uh, up next, we're going to be talking about Ridley Scott's Alien. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ridley. Yeah, You've Ridley been playing Scott's just like Metroid. No, no, been... I was thinking of Aliens. Aliens. I was like, no, it's James Cameron. Yeah, uh, yeah Ridley Scott's Alien. The one that started it all. Happy See. Halloween! <laughs> yeah, this, is, this episode's gonna be up in like December. So I guess I'll kick us off. Uh, now we're gonna turn into the Alien discussion, which was my pick. Alien is a 1979 film directed by Ridley Scott. On Letterboxd it says, In space, no one can hear you scream. During its return to Earth, commercial spaceship Nostromo intercepts a distress signal from a distant planet. When a three-member team of the crew discovers a chamber containing thousands of eggs on the planet, a creature inside one of the eggs attacks an explorer. The entire crew is unaware of the impending nightmare set to descend upon them when the alien parasite planted inside its unfortunate host is birthed. So, uh, I was trying to remember myself. I, I know, Kyle, this is your first time seeing it. Alex, had you seen it? Yeah. Okay. So, and I know Brendan's seen it, and obviously I've seen it, so... Kyle, how about we start with you on first thoughts? I uh, I strive to be nothing but consistent, so let's mark this as the third classic movie that I'm going to go to war with on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, you will okay. not be going with me. <laughs> I leave my brother behind on this one. <laughs> I'm waging this one alone. 
Um, no, uh, I, 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 so yeah, I, I've got written, this was by far my favorite of the genre defining movies we've seen so far and the classics. Uh, this is an excellent movie. Like it has probably, if not the best in the top best, just movie making qualities of everything we've watched so far. Um, so there is, uh, again, just, just really, really excellent filmmaking. Uh, the caveat and the but at the end of this is, but I don't like horror movies. Female protagonist. <laughs> Cut that! Cut wait, wait, that wait. right now! So, so you, you took, uh, and I, I won't even deny it, but you took it as like a exceptionally like horror-based movie? Because I think the horror elements are kind of soft-spoken. They're definitely not the highlight for me. So, well, like, I would definitely put it as a horror movie, you know? I it, Definitely. It, I think you could, yeah. Um, and for me, that is, I've tried, it's one of those things, it's just not a genre that I can do. And full disclosure, it's because I'm a coward. It's not <laughs> like I, I have high art elements here. It's just... I don't enjoy being scared. Um, and so, like, it, it is, it's an unpleasant experience for me. And, like, I yes. don't follow good movie watching uh, protocol while I'm doing it. I'm talking the entire time because I need sound to let my little baby heart feel safe. Um, so I'm like, oh, you shouldn't go in that room. That's a bad idea. Uh so yeah, I've got a lot more to say on just horror in general. Uh, but yeah, I it, it is an excellent movie. I can't deny it. Uh, but yeah, this it's what? just a genre that I don't jive with. So before anybody else goes, Kyle, did you think it was scary? Honestly, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but like... Yeah, like, looking back on it, and even while I was watching it, I mean, it was scary in the sense of, you know, it's it's made to be scary. But, like, I, I don't really know quite how to say it. Okay. I wasn't, I like, I wasn't sitting there, and I wasn't, like, ever clutching the edge of my seat. But, again, that's probably because I, I actively try not to let myself fall into that okay. when I'm watching these movies. All right. I, I'll add on that just a little bit too. I, I, I'm sort of in the same boat as Kyle. I'm not a big fan of horror movies for the most part. I don't seek them out. I don't watch them. I don't watch like new ones coming out. If, if it has like a director that I like attached to it, I'll check it out. Like Sam Raimi. I like the evil dead movies, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I would say the evil dead movies are kind of in the same way where it's like, I'm not scared when I'm watching those. Um, and I'm not really scared when I'm watching Alien, uh, but I, I really I get involved in it. Like I, I I'm at the edge of my seat. It's almost like more of a thriller when I'm watching it, and less of a yeah. horror. Um, so I, I like it for that reason. I will say though, for whatever reason, Prometheus, the the prequel, I like. There's something about that movie that just skeeves me out. I don't know what it is. That one actually scares me still, and I don't know why. It's not. It's not better. <laughs> <laughs> is it the big Alex? blue alien man that scary you or is it the i movie? think it's the weird i think it's the weird penis worm 
that crawls into the guy's body. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex? Um, yeah, so I do like horror movies quite a bit, <clears throat> especially stuff like, like you said, Sam Raimi or like Mike Flanagan. I usually watch like anything Mike Flanagan puts out. Um, but I'm also not really the kind of person I don't get scared at movies often. I think just cause I know it's fake inherently, I'm already like, all right, I just want to see what this has to offer. So, but I did find parts of alien surprisingly scary. What I liked about the horror is like, for example, at the, I don't know, jump into spoilers, I guess already, but at the end, um, when you see the alien on her ship, like when it's just in the wall, like an insect almost, and just kind of creepily slightly moving and there's like barely any sound or music that stuff really just like made my hair stand up just like the really subdued horror i think this movie does subdued horror super well um and it has like the jaws effect of like it's what you don't see is what's most scary because they hide the alien for a a bit a, a lot of this movie um we're gonna touch into it a lot i'm sure this movie is like immaculate immaculately produced and made I mean, like, set design, sound design, even all the acting. Everything was just almost the best you'll ever see in this genre or really just Yeah, I would say general. I would say it rivals and at times surpasses stuff like even 2001, where, I mean, 2001 is, like, an immaculately produced movie, but I think this sits right up there with it and having, like, not a single moment where I was questioning what I was looking at. You know, like, I believed the world fully and completely. Yeah. Like, like, it feels unbelievably tactile and real throughout the entire movie oh yeah i might even say i think this movie might be a near perfect movie like perfectly made movie in almost everything i think the pacing was perfect obviously the set design was perfect the acting did exactly what it needed to do the main actors were great uh yeah just everything that's not to say that i i'm in love with this movie i like it a ton but um yeah, I, I think it's one of the greatest made movies, and it's amazing to watch. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and I guess that'll bring me into mine. Alex, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. Like, the thing about this movie, and I will say, I also don't like horror movies, and it's not because I find them scary, it's because most of them are terrible. It's like, I watch them as a kind of a guilty pleasure, and I'm just watching them, and I'm just like, this is just ridiculous, this is so dumb. But this is one where the imagery and just kind of the discomfort and isolation it's meant to make you feel is what really stands out. And even above that, the atmosphere in this movie is unlike anything else. Like, you can't be on the Nostromo in any other movie. The production design, the sci-fi elements especially, are just, they're so unique and they stand out to me more than anything. And anytime I think about this movie, I think about like the CRT computers and the digital noises and, like, them going and talking to Mother, stuff like that. Like, it's just all so cool. And that's why I think Ridley Scott, his... I don't know if he did Blade Runner immediately after this, but his visions of the future are just, like... You can see the inspiration from the decade. So this was 1979. You can see, like, how he would think 200 years from 1979, this would be the future. And I think that's so cool. It's He has, like, such different... but equally interesting visions of the future for alien and blade runner well and yeah and i, I like seeing i like seeing that vision contrast with a lot of the concept art you know obviously 
provided by oh I'm blanking on his name. What is his name? Um HR Giger. Um yeah, cuz you know, obviously the the you know the the <laughs> I guess I'll use the name of the their their actual name, the Promethean ship that they land on um and initially find the aliens on it's like that looks completely like there is nothing there's not a single like movie or sci-fi property that i i that i can think of that has a more alien looking environment oh yeah that that's Uh, what i was gonna say it looks the most alien out of any alien movie i've seen yeah everything looks like yeah like other movies have it look high tech but this looks alien it it, yeah it's grimy and it's just all immaculate I mean, there's no other movie that feels like this, and it's impossible to decipher what has what has like gone the way uh, with time and what was always supposed to look like that in the ship. Like you can never tell. Like, is this stuff yeah. all like er- eroded, or is it supposed to look like this? It looks like you're walking through Adam Sandler's colon at the beginning of Uncut Gems. Like you're just walking <laughs> through a digestive system, and it's just yeah. Every every alien bit of this movie is so uncomfortable. I love it. It's it's so well done. Yeah, and I love that it just completely clashes with the uh, with the human future because it's like these things shouldn't look connected at all. These should look so foreign to each other and and i think that like stuff like star trek and and other sci-fi properties will try and like add some sort of visual identifier or or symmetry between you know space cultures and i like how this one was like no it's all weird (laughs) yeah it's bizarre (laughs) their lungs are on the outside of their body i guess i don't know maybe it's armor (laughs) (laughs) yeah and also, I just want to say, like, okay, so I have a few things to talk about Mother. I think we all agree on, on Mother. But other than Mother, I think this movie is also just super smart in everything it does. Like, everything makes sense. and All the characters pretty much act intelligently. I'd say the, I forgot, I'm forgetting her name, um, Lambert. She was kind of irritating at times, but everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like she she didn't really add anything to the team. But everyone else acted, you know, like badasses and did what they need to do. But it, well, when I'm talking oh about like boy. intelligent okay. the face hugger <laughs> Okay, Kyle has something to say about that. Um No, good yeah, you finish, but the idea of the face hugger I think is one of the coolest and like most perfect alien creatures that's ever been created. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so disturbing. It is so disturbing and it's so perfect in what it needs to do like the whole purpose of the face hugger is just to reproduce and the way it does it is just like yeah of course that's the perfect way that nature would probably evolve in on on some alien world to be the most parasitic parasite i don't the the face hugger is such a cool creature and also yeah, to I, mention the alien it's the i think it's a parasitoid for those uh biology fans mm-hmm. out there for the Bi- intellectuals among us it's <laughs> called a parasitoid <laughs> uh no i i totally agree like the face hugger is equally frightening to the actual xenomorph and i like i don't think there's any point in this movie where i'm not just totally invested with what's going on um that's like I haven't picked a lot of... I think the only other sci-fi movie I picked for my 16 movies was probably 2001. and But that's not to say... I am such a sucker for sci-fi. I just I think love... you have Herbie fully loaded at 16. Oh, you, oh. you know what? I forgot and, about Herbie fully And then Racing Stripes right after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I am such a sucker for sci-fi. I just love like incredible new worlds and, and and really unique visions. And I think you find that most in sci-fi movies, and that's why I love the genre. And it fits in perfectly with this. There's just this movie is so unique, and there's so many things that just stand out about it. And it, that's why I love watching it. Is you can't watch anything else like it except for the sequel and spinoff movies, which just don't really hold a candle to this. Except for Aliens, that was pretty good. That yeah, one is I good, dis- but it's different. I don't like it's very that one. different. I don't like that one. I like it, but it's different. Like <laughs> undoubtedly, I I would I think- honestly rather watch the third one than Aliens. I hate Aliens. <laughs> Really, I, I don't. I don't hate Aliens Three. It's not as bad as people didn't make it seem, but Aliens is no. I like it. It's amazing. I have to rewatch it. Kyle would probably love Aliens because it's not a horror movie and it has all the best parts that he loved about this movie. It's like an action horror movie. It, it's yeah. it's really sweet. I like it's, it, but it's it's fun. But I don't know. Going from the immaculate production design of Alien and then going to Aliens, which is a James Cameron movie where he was like, Agreed. I don't know, make it out of <laughs> make it out of cardboard, make it big, make it boxy. It's like, oh. Agreed. It's it's way cheesier, but I, I think it is very fun. But Put her in a PVC pipe yellow armor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, Kyle, um, clearly you've had some things you've wanted to say. Uh, well, so yeah, no, hot that, takes. So- I, I I don't know if this is a hot take. I didn't think it would be, but when it, what what piqued my ears was Alex saying everybody is just so good at their job and just being bad. I don't think I've hated more characters in a movie than this one. Oh, really? Um, I so I liked Parker Ripley and the old man whose name was either Brad or Brick. I didn't get Brett. Who, he, Brett. Br- oh, it's Brett. Okay, how about that? Um, <laughs> See, I thought I, Brett was the most forgettable, but go on. Well, I no, I liked in the sense of I didn't think they made poor decisions. Um, Dallas, I am flabbergasted. You're saying you think he was he was the shittiest, most incompetent captain. I think I have ever witnessed in a movie. Like, it was infuriating. Just the, I don't fucking care, man. This is just my fucking job. I just want to get home. I, what? Oh, we're just gonna let the aliens in. I don't give a shit, bro. Like, I, I couldn't stand his just laissez-faire. I don't care. Let Mr. Science bitch, bro, do whatever he wants. That's science. I'm just, I, I just fly the ship. Um, yeah, I, I think he was trying to reflect the sentiment of the ship, which was like, we don't even want to stop at this planet in the first place. Like, let's just get home. We'll deal with it then. They did. I mean, obviously, at that point, they had no context for what this alien was capable of. And so at the point that they did, he stepped into the leader role. He went down into the vents and tried to take care of it the best he could. But I, I like do that, see what you're saying. The, I do yeah, see what you're saying. That's the one thing. But up until that point, it's literally just, you know, every... Also, just while I'm on this, Parker, I fucking loved. I think Parker was the only guy who had his head screwed on straight for the entire movie. Because he's immediately like, dude, fucking freeze this thing. We yeah. don't know what this is. It looks terrifying. Put oh, yeah. it in the goddamn freezer. <laughs> No, uh, that, that that's what I like about it, because I feel like at the beginning, I mean, because like Sigourney Weaver as as Ripley, she's like, yeah, I'm not letting you in. Like, this is, yeah. this is foolish. And Ash 
I mean, obviously, spoiler alerts here, but, um, I mean, you find out he's an android, and that's one of the things I like this movie about on rewatch. All the moments when he's kind of psychologically thwarting mm-hmm. the crew's plans to get rid of this alien. So, like, the first instance was, uh, Parker was like, let's freeze this thing. Let's get it out of here. He ignores him completely. He circumvents, uh, uh Ripley's role as, like, second in command by opening yeah. the gate without opening her control. So it's just like, I don't know. There, there are forces working against them. And at the end of the day, they do all want to get home. So that's why I kind of look past it. But I, I do see what you're saying. There are some. Well, so- difficult choices made that are obviously for the worst it's just it's just a lot of like again ash i like as a character a lot i think that's really cool and also similar to what you were pointing out ryan one thing that i noticed throughout the film is that ash never has facial expression which i thought was super cool once you get to the build up Uh, it's subtle and they well they deliberately pan to him a lot uh, and it was pissing me off for the most part because I'm like, why the fuck are you morons not freaking <laughs> out right now? <laughs> uh, but and, and so I liked that in Ash. I hated that in Dallas because he very rarely is like, all right, uh, things are getting a little ugly around here now, everybody. We should make he's again. And I, I get your point that like, yeah, we just want to get home. But, like, that would be okay if everybody was in that sentiment. But you have Ripley and Parker who are both consistently saying, I don't like the way things are going down right now at all. Um, and that the captain should be like, okay, yeah, let's maybe, maybe let's not let science guy who I don't know whatsoever run the ship on this. Again, like we said, it's instinctively terrifying the face hugger is like it just you know in your core you see that and you go "Mm, no but that's the thing and they they do touch on it it's like he has his specialized role he is in charge in these matters the science guy is yeah so he's like if the science guy has like he assumes he has good intentions and he has no reason to think otherwise like it's, like it definitely you, seems off, but it like I, I, he, he is technically. It doesn't seem like he even, see. I don't even. I, I I agree. He's within his rights, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's even really chewing on it or considering it much at all. It's just kind of like, eh, I don't. I don't. Well, really that might be waste my time. That might be the like greater commentary that the movie's making. I mean, it's obviously a very anti-corporation film. I mean, yeah. Considering what Waylon Yutani is is doing. Uh, through Ash and through Mother, uh, for for the majority of the movie, maybe that's just like the sort of uh, uh, malaise that you know these corporate middle managers become. Uh, uh, oh, a hundred you know, yeah, purveyor of. I'm right there with you, and this is again. So one of the things that I just dislike about horror movies, um, horror movies don't work if people are making smart decisions at least that's at least in my experience it just if the movie doesn't work if all right let's throw it in the freezer or oh let's not open the airlock um or hey let's throw you know and like that in any media if someone is making poor decisions and there's not well if someone's making poor decisions it just irritates me but if someone's making poor decisions and it's not really 
well explained why, and it looks like it's just kind of moved the plot, which I don't even think is the case of this. Again, like Brendan said, yeah. there's a lot of reason for why Dallas is a piece of shit. Um, but no, because yeah, in a lot of cases yeah. they don't have an enemy presumably on the side of the people trying to get stuff done because like in this case ash is an enemy Uh, he's trying to serve he's trying to keep the alien alive at all costs because he's an android and he doesn't care about human life so all these forces are working i don't think they make too bad decisions i i honestly i really like all the characters they're just like they're just scientists they're just trying to do their job they don't want to do stuff that they're not getting paid for because they stop on this planet except for what Lambert Lam- sucks because where? she never. Oh, yeah. The other woman, she, she never she, helps out once. No, no. See, she was yeah second character I hated the but most of just. Like, I oh, I really I God. get being scared, but like she, I wish they would have made her really scared and then overcome her fear and then maybe still end up dying. But she was just useless. No, yeah, no. I liked that all yeah. of that though. I she love went all out. That because I I I just I consider all of that part of the extended commentary because like, you know, I've worked you know, piece of shit retail jobs and stuff like that. And that's what it's like, you know, there'll be a problem and obviously not to the scale of this, but there'll be problems and people will just be like, yeah, I mean, I'm not doing anything about it. And like, that's just that. And that's just what happens. And then you have like the one person who is committed to doing a bad thing and they get to just do whatever they want. Cause everyone's like, how am I really, Ah, I'm not arguing with this person. You know what? Does this harm me directly? I guess not. You know what? Maybe they're maybe that's fine. And that's kind of what this movie felt like was a lot of people who were just too <laughs> done to really care about these yeah. like you know, Ash being this actor of chaos and not really questioning why he was doing it because they were like uh, he he must know what he's doing. And oh, am he's I a am I going <laughs> Yeah, it's like am I going to argue with this guy? Uh probably not. It's not worth my time. You know, I'm getting paid shit for this. I not it's not worth it. Um, especially, yeah, I mean, I, I just assume that was the sort of coloring to all of their decisions is like, is but this worth my time? If Lambert <laughs> had died by herself, then it's whatever. I wouldn't have cared, but she had to bring Parker with like her being useless killed Parker. And that was just irritating because like I mean, we they, all they agree, were helping Parker each was other. the best character. Yeah. No, her standing on the wall, just frozen as the xenomorph approached her. Yeah. And he's like, get out of the way. And she goes, I can't. It's just aggravating. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't oh, know. that's the thing. I think that that's just horror movies, though. Horror movies are aggravating because you're you're sitting there and, yeah, and yeah. on your couch going, "Why the fuck aren't you not? Are you not moving? <laughs> you stupid sons of bitches! Oh my god, go!" Yeah. And, and and then it's like, I don't know. For me, I at least am able to go. Yeah, I don't know what I'd be. Do- I I I'd probably just piss my pants and cry yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I would be just as useless as anybody else I'd be like no i can't do this <laughs> that's the thing like at least in this one they already have it set up this is the perfect predator they ask how do you kill it you can't and so she's just i i, I mean she's rightly frozen in fear well, i don't i, I don't want to interrupt your uh your flow um but the predator is the perfect predator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we see it's that in Alien movie. V Predator. <laughs> Actually, uh, have you guys seen Dawn Alien of Justice? Because I, I don't. I don't I, so I'm... I have Alien versus Predator on my list here. I want to talk about them because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Alien versus Predator, but oh, they are very fun. It, it seems like it because I like Predator one and I like Alien one, 
And it seems like a very natural uh, kind of <laughs> conclusion to do a crossover because it's, it, it's just <laughs> badass at the end of the day. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. Like the, the thing that kind of lets me forget all the horror tropes is the fact that they're dealing with something that nobody has ever dealt with before in human history. And this is something that's totally unfamiliar. And I think the atmosphere of the movie and the events leading up to that all kind of lead to that conclusion. Like, yeah. nobody knows exactly what they, nobody knows what protocol is. So, if you make a bad decision, who's to say that's the bad decision? So, I'm I'm never and really also, bothered like, by it. Yeah, and I, I I can't even imagine looking at that thing. Like, yeah, oh. the, like, can we talk right, about like it's how in front of you? Like, what the fuck do you? Can did? we talk about how? cool the xenomorph i I love the xenomorph the xenomorph is like one of my favorite if not my favorite one of my most favorite oh it looks so cool it's so like a big gigantic like eggplant head alien with a mouth inside its mouth like that is just objectively cool does it ever (laughs) use its large mouth I don't think it ever uses its large mouth. Oh, that's it all has to flitter, open baby. its large mouth to get the small <laughs> mouth out. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love. I love how slimy and black against the background. It's just like it, it. You can hardly see it, but you see all the the points and ridges. Oh, I love it. It's so yeah. cool. It's such a cool monster. And such a good design. All uh, kind of what you were saying, Ryan. Everything after it's in full xenomorph. I agree with you completely. There are no correct decisions. I mean, there are bad decisions to still make, such as let's try and negotiate with it. But, uh, no, Wait, like, what, what for mean? the most part. No, 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 no. I was just saying, like, if you were going to have a bad, I don't think anyone makes bad decisions past that point. I'm just saying, like, it was, it was a gaffe more than anything else. Like, no one would try to negotiate with it. Um, I don't, I would like that. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what do you what do you mean by negotiate with it though? I mean like sit down and draw out some papers and be like, you know, hey, Mr. Xenomorph, would you sit down at the table with us and Wait, did, did they do I don't think they did that. No, no, Ryan, right. I'm saying this would that would be one of the few objectively oh. bad decisions. <laughs> okay. That'd be so it'd be so great if they were like, what if he what if this guy's like Alf? Maybe he just really likes to eat cats. You think he'd appreciate this? And they just offer him it. Um but no, so yeah, I, I, situation. I don't have any uh I don't have any qualms after we're in full xenomorph mode. Everything's out the window. But there are just there's so many stops before we get to full xenomorph that Oh, the fact that they about. don't quarantine John Hurt's character is also insane. Is that They're Kane? Like, it's Kane, yeah. Yeah, the guy who gets the, the face hugger on him. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, go go enjoy lunch. <laughs> Yeah. Not not only that, like, so even while they're there and they see this thing pop out of it, I, I and I, I get, I get, Ash says, no, don't touch it, okay? I don't fucking care what anybody says at that point. The first thing that happens when I see that is something is going to hit it. <laughs> like, and nobody th- does anything. I think and they're just frozen just... in fear. Yeah, no, I, I know, think that that... But then, it, like, uh, go on, go on, someone. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that that is just, like, I think that might have been the most, like, I mean, I can't, imagine seeing that. What would you, yeah. you'd be like, you're like, you're like, no, no, I'm no, no, to- no, that's what I'm saying. So I give, I give, again, it's not even, I'm not even like, yeah, I get it, frozen in fear. But like, so then Parker tries to take a swing at it and Ash goes, no. And at that point, 
Silence and shock is broken. And someone should do something. We're talking about when it breaks out of Kane's stomach, right? Wait. Wait, but maybe... So that might have been uh, a result because they had already been testing on trying to cut through the, what, the face hugger, right? And maybe he was just like, we have no no idea what happens if you hit this thing as far as what its bodily fluids are going to do. Or you know, because it's come like, attack you then, all right, right after you hit what, it, right after you aggravate it. That that's a good point. Like I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I would. I mean, because it could have a soft lines. skin or something, and it, you know, if it just bursts into acid, it was like, yeah, well, our ship's did. fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's that's actually a really fair yeah. point, um, and that is something they bring up. They say it's like, yeah, it's nobody wants to attack it. It's like a perfect specimen, like the the, the perfect. Uh, the perfect defense is nobody wanting to attack you in the first place, which is set up. I hadn't even thought along those lines. I just, I just thought yeah. like everybody's so like, oh my god, <laughs> like an, an no, alien worm, <laughs> an alien worm popped through somebody's stomach. Like I'd be frozen too. I wouldn't do anything. But yeah, then, but I feel so like the next thing that pisses me off is after this thing scurries away at light speed. This thing that just bursts I love that. through. I love that part, friend. by the way. I love it so much. It, lo- it looks... <laughs> Can I just say it looks adorable when it does that? It oh, looks- yeah. oh pa- I was watching this with Paige, and she kept on imitating it for the rest of the movie, going... <laughs> it, it looks so bad. Like, that. that's like, literally, I think this movie is damn near perfect, except for when the time it was made, because, like, some of the effects are so standout noticeable. No. No, no, that was a perfect effect. I, I, think, I I'm right I, there. I think it was perfect. Really? I think it's perfect. I think that it is impossible for something to not look somewhat adorable and goofy as like a newborn baby. No, and that looks adorable and goofy. Like Brandon. you know, it's like you look at a you look. <laughs> you you uh. look you look at like a baby like tiger like it doesn't look like something that's gonna kill you <laughs> no you're right i didn't think but, it looked adorable though like i i don't i just noticed like the thing like the it's silver teeth like you can kind of see the stroke marks and like where they missed the paint on the teeth uh, it's like it's like stuff like that i'm just like yeah it, it's so ryan was watching fake. it in 4k ultra hd sitting an I, inch away from oh, the screen i will say <laughs> i watched it in 4k ultra hd and it looks amazing i watched Oh, I'm like sure. Sounds of the Lambs in 4K, and it didn't look all that good. In fact, all all the movies we've seen recently, but this movie looked amazing. That YouTube edit was in 4K. <laughs> no, you're right. It wasn't Sounds of the Lambs. It was <laughs> Back to the Future. It was Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Okay. Back to the Future. Snatch. Yeah, I think I watched all that in 4K. Yeah, <clears> Snatch <throat> isn't great in uh, 4K. Snatch isn't great. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's take it easy. <laughs> I was just gonna make a quick point about. Um, mother, I think she's the worst AI in movie history. Is there a single point where they asked her a question and she gave any sort of useful answer? No. She sucks. <laughs> Every time yeah. she ha- they ask a question, they go- she goes, cannot compute. So yeah. Tr- Truly the Siri of movie AIs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All she did was at the end tell her about, tell them about the protocol, about, you know, all, all crew members are low priority that stuff but besides that like you could have just been digging through files and seen that mother was kind of useless yeah i know i like mother oh i I, I actually liked mother yeah i think it's that that gave me like uh, real life uh like that made me feel like me arguing with smart ai shit now like oh you can't 
translate this fucking thing for me? What? Uh, it's in it, Spanish. I think it spoke to the kind of understanding of computers at the time. Like, it's not like in 2001, like, how how genius that AI is. Like, it's it's not that. This is like a 70s rendition of the future. So it's like their understanding mixed with what they could perceive the future to be like. So it's like, yeah, it's... Well, 2001 came before this movie. Come out. It, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not in the same time. It's not set in the same time. Is what I'm saying. Like, this is like I a guess. very 70s vision. Well, of yeah, the also, like, 2000... And, and, like, you know... As as you get closer to achieving the things that you're envisioning, your your idea, your dream of what they could be becomes more realistic. Two thousand one, they really had no fucking clue what um like a future computer was gonna be. So they took a lot of liberties and had a lot of fun with it. But you know, once once you get into seventy nine, you get a better idea of what that is and yeah. what that is gonna look like and what that's almost- capable of. Mother was almost like another villain in this movie. She was always going against, especially Ripley. A not giving well, anyone clear answers, she is. and then no, I know, but like yeah. it, it seemed off because they they're constantly referring to Mother and like seeking her, uh, going to her for help. Um, and then like at the end when she's trying to deactivate the self destruct sequence and she can't because you know that's protocol, whatever. Um, two things. I wish they had done made her a little more useful, which they didn't. But given that she's useless, I wish they had painted her out to be more of a villain because she was just kind of like a in the background and just like a nuisance to everything. Yeah. No, I, I took th- I took that as like you know, once again like, like the corporate envoy where it's like they're gonna help you not at all, except when they need to enforce whatever dumb rule you forgot about. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, and that's it. <laughs> I would say like. They go to mother, and I would say probably ninety percent or more of the time on their normal trip, they would get exactly what they needed to know. But when they come into unforeseen circumstances, obviously there's a there's a premeditated plot here that it doesn't allow them access to. And and in that way, I feel like she is an antagonist. But it's just yeah. kind of like a soft spoken one. She, it's obviously not like a focus of the movie. It's just kind of like a frustrating point. Like we're going to die if we don't do anything. What do we well, do? Yeah, I would, oh, can I compute? I would, like, <laughs> I would say the antagonist of the movie is Waylon Yutani and and how that corporation set them up. Yeah, in this situation, so anything oh. that is provided by Wayland is 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 a, is an arm of an antagonist. Yeah, you know? mother got, Ash. That's a good point, that. but I feel like that didn't come across very well. No, hmm. I mean, but I think I. It did. I, I I think it comes across fine. I mean, there wasn't a, 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 I mean, I guess the idea is that you're supposed to realize once, you know, uh, Ripley gets the, the, the full rundown of like the crew's expendable shit. You're, I think that's the moment where you go, Oh, these people have been working against the crew the entire time. Yeah. Um, but short of that, yeah, there isn't like a moment where they break it down. Um, I don't even know breakdown. I'm glad uh, they don't. <laughs> I if just it want was to more point like out a... real quick that there's three people here who see the evil of corporations, and the one who works for the mega corporation is coming to their defense. <laughs> Me? I'm not. I'm not coming to their defense. I'm talking about exactly. Why are they robot? I don't understand. <laughs> Why is the evil robot bad? Why isn't it the most useful addition to the home since <laughs> the microwave oven? <laughs> 
Okay, hold up. I'm not trying to come across <laughs> in Mother's defense. I, think the I don't like Mother. Are the real villains of this movie? <laughs> Look at how the workers rise up against Mother. Um, and there, Ash, how inappropriate. <laughs> there is something I wanted to ask you guys. Um, and this is something I haven't picked up on any viewing. What do you think set off the homing beacon that brought them to that planet in the first place? Do you think that was just like a predestined Michael Fassbender. Thing? Michael Fassbender. Well, no, <laughs> shut up. It's not <laughs> That's not an answer. Like, like, what that is my the... answer? What's well, I figured that... the homing beacon was just always going off. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was. I, I was figured as soon that, it, like, well, because like, they say like it's a warning. So I figured it was just kind of a the alien ship crashed and then like that last guy who had the thing burst out of him was like no one can come here so he yeah. typed out a warning to just go on for eternity. But but did they? I, I mean, they never really say like was it a but, human that set it off? Was it the alien signal? Like what was it? I, I, I've an always kind of droid named David. I, I yeah, don't remember I, I, Prometheus very well, but I feel like given that we know the corporation <laughs> was in on this plan. Um, yeah. They knew this alien homeworld existed, so that you can assume maybe there was a previous voyage to that planet that didn't go very well, and they're sending out a, a SOS beacon. Okay, yeah, that's what, that's what I was wondering because I mean, watching I mean, it without you, the context. Do you want me of... to get into deep, deep alien lore? No, no, we don't need that because <laughs> I, I can remember. tell you what that probably was. <laughs> yeah, Wait, was yeah. it not literally David? Yeah, that's what it was. Apparently, yeah. according to Alien Covenant. David took a, a a colony of of, of like people and just experimented on them and made the xenomorph. So any xenomorph that you find is his creation. So I imagine this was a trap that he laid for people or like a breeding ground that he set up. Wait, you think it but they say in the movie that oh no, it doesn't look like an SOS. It looks like a warning. Dude Th- these movies were made a uh, hundred years apart, practically. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott was like ninety when he made Covenant. I, I don't expect him to have remembered See, what he that's, said. That's why I was asking you guys in the context of this movie, like what we thought it was, because it, it it could either be like a human ship that went there previously and set up a warning, or it could be like an alien signal. And I'm I'm just kind of oh, curious in, I, in I, that I, regard I, what you think it could in be. context of the of this movie. I would say that it was probably. If I'm going just off this movie, I I assume that Wayland was aware of this sort of prior race of uh you know the 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 the, the Prometheans or whatever. I know that's what they're called in the prequels, but for the sake of the the conversation, the 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 alien with the um funny suit on, they're I I feel like they're aware of them. They have their language. They understand the what the message is. Uh, and they have like you know relevant points in their star map marked, and so when they knew that they okay. came into contact with it, they were like, "Oh yeah, you should go investigate." Not necessarily knowing that there would be this alien there, um, but I think more it was, so it's going, simpler than that. I think the company knew about these aliens. That's why they put Ash yeah. on there to study them, and then since they knew about it, they sent a previous voyage out there and they died or whatever. And yeah, they out probably the warning, that. And then this voyage, the yeah. trauma comes over. Well, because, yeah, they say in it, uh, it's either in the Mother Files or Ash says it, that, yeah, the they went out there purposefully to go pick up one of these things. Yeah. 
they do so they could study it because it's a perfect war machine. That, that just makes me curious. Like, if there was another voyage that was purposely set to fail on that planet, and then like the Nostroma was the second voyage, basically, or if it, I don't know, or if they like knew the signal was there and they're like, yeah, this signal is alien. Pick up whatever you can. We want to research it. So yeah, I don't know. It it, it just kind of like makes me interested in the like the lore of everything. That's another yeah. thing I like about sci-fi kinda, movies is they they build these expansive universes. I kind of wish it, they stuck the landing a little bit better though. <laughs> yeah, with, the, with their with their lore expanding movies. <laughs> I, Are Covenant yeah. and Prometheus not good? Okay, I'll be honest They're with fine. you. I like both of them quite a bit. Okay. Um, th- th- it's just if you watch them wanting like actual like good lore for Alien, you don't really get that because it is so muddled but if you i don't know i look at i look at them almost like like elseworld stories like ooh, imagine if this happened instead because <laughs> like you get you get great performances by great actors in these like weird horror movies um uh less so with covenant but still like michael fassbender's a treat always uh in the first movie you have idris elba elba you have um Charlize Theron, you have a lot of just really great, fantastic actors uh, uh, in that movie. And the plot doesn't make a ton of sense. It's kind of all over the place. But What's annoying it's, about it's, those movies is there's always one character that looks over at the little ferment, fermentation pod and gets a face like a yeah. face. <laughs> I mean, granted, like, I mean, that is probably the most annoying in Covenant when it, hap- when it happens to the character that it happens to in Covenant. Where he's like, he's like, David, what what is this? And David's just like, take a look. <laughs> and it's like, why would you look at that? <laughs> well, so that's that's interesting. You bring that up because that was also one of my questions here. And Alex, you mentioned at the beginning that you said they're all scientists. I didn't no, think I didn't. that was the case. I, I don't think I said that. No, I, mean, I think that was, that was Ryan. Ryan. Well, oh. I mean, they're all astronauts, so. Well, yeah, but I, I, I put them more akin to, like, the oil Miners. drillers in Armageddon as opposed oh, no. to... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can we... Yeah, I I, a, I, I'm, I I'm leaving this fight. for myself. Can we cut in the clip of Ben Affleck drunkenly complaining <laughs> about Armageddon <laughs> on the commentary? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't oh, know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Oh, it's so oh, good. God, it's fantastic. <laughs> It's Ben Affleck hammered on the director's commentary. And he's like, so I asked Michael, wait, don't you think it would be easier to train astronauts how to drill than train drillers how to be astronauts? And, and Michael Bay was like, no, nah, man, don't worry about it. Just just go with the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's the implication that these are all very smart, capable people. Just faced with I, an, I didn't an get uncertain... that sense. Yeah, I didn't really? get that. At I feel all. like this no. is yeah. like in the far future where space travel is just you know any yeah, of the transportation, like, so the, anyone like, can go. The, on. I put them akin to big rig truckers for the most. No, part. yeah, that I was the vibe I got Brett. from him. I, yeah, I, especially I, Brett. He's literally wearing a trucker's hat the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see that at all. I think they're all fully capable people. Well, because Ryan they believes, also emphasize... Ryan, Ryan believes that the lowly the, the lowly people should never reach space. <laughs> they're, they're in such an unprecedented situation that even, like, highly trained individuals wouldn't know what to do. 
I don't they see emphasize anything less than that. They emphasize how much of a scientist Ash is. Like he's the scientist on board. He's like the so yeah. Of, he's like a biological scientist though. Like uh, like focusing oh, on life specifically. I I thought I, I I took it as like a Star Trek situation where it's like that's the science officer. Everyone else is like aware of how this ship goes and like is capable of like making repairs to the ship, but that is the extent of their specialized knowledge yeah, and the and, and, and every and everything else is like related to well, the and job they call that they're doing. Merchants. I yeah. I think it would be foolish Throughout to the assume movie. that they send morons to space. Is what I'm saying. No, I know, but that's right. the they're thing. Armageddon, so yeah. Check Once me. again, like uh. I don't think that they're morons. I, uh, Ryan, I don't think that they're morons. I can't believe you would imply that truckers are morons, Ryan. A sh- <laughs> Holy just a shit. shitting on our blue collar brethren over Jesus. here. Do you know who Christ. listens to podcasts, Ryan? People who drive. I'm not implying truckers are morons. So anyway, like, did you hear that, everybody? He just said truckers are morons. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> cut it so Ryan, it sounds like that. Cut it so it sounds what, like what, that. What <laughs> everyone else on this podcast is trying to say is that these people are not morons, but they are not scientists. They are not trained in science fields. They are merchants or some kind of miners. Not, and I, I think they would have to be. They're, it's such a small crew that everybody has to be able to pick up the slack. I mean, they even said Ripley was yeah. like second or third in command. So that everybody has yeah. to be able to do every job. So they're all specialized. But I don't think there's a lot of jobs to be... Because I think Mother is, for the most part, in control of everything. But and this they're is just kind of there to... Like, like, hauling 20... What was it? Like, 20 million tons? <laughs> Like they have to, everybody has you know, to be and very I, I, I smart think that, to be able to do this. I think that in everyone space that weighs nothing. <laughs> so, all right, he's Kyle. got you there. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Kyle, I I I, uh, I, I retract my point. I, <laughs> no. But no, I I think that they're all I think that they're all very knowledgeable of the ship and of the job that they're doing. But I don't think yeah. that they have knowledge. I don't think that they have superfluous like like biological knowledge outside of that. Yeah. I don't think that they. And that's, I don't that's think why that, Ash is important. But I don't. No, well, but so, yeah, exactly. But I don't think that they're like. I don't think that their job is to be scientific observer. Like they're merchants. They they they're have, all, they're no they're running, engineers. They're not merchants. They're engineers. All of them. They're Brett well, yeah, but they're they're ship engineers. They're running shit for uh, Wayland Utani across space. Like they're not. What, like what are they're not they're not studying shit like literally well, they're sleeping until they get to Wayland they run things they build systems can I, uh, for, Brennan, for, can I for jump specific off you functions real quick? yeah uh, go for it well because like I, i'll even i'll even you know for the sake of argument go ahead and say I, I again i don't think they're very specialized engineers if that at the end oh i think they uh, are but either way, if you're saying, yeah, Ash is the biological guy, this was another one of those parts that I was like, when Kane is down there and he's like, God, I gotta, I gotta look at these eggs. I gotta really get in there. And, and then like, you know, he's scientific he's curiosity. And, but like, and, and you know, you could put it back to just, you have to make poor decisions, but like, it, how is that a poor decision? That's an awful. Oh, how is that important? When the egg opens up, I and they you know, don't. You this is s- un trespass. This is unpassed ground. They have no Ryan. Idea what it is. You can't. You can't tell me that you would like. That's they. You that's standard like, like haunted house shit where you go. Yeah, it's foggy in here, and the little goo pod opened up. Let me just put my face right in front. Okay, like, but no. like, 
these uh, characters do that. I disagree. That's real I, life I for them. Disagree. That's for, I, I'd yeah. say I would definitely walk up to the egg, but as soon as it opened up, I'd run. I would not no, wait yeah, for the you ba- shit you back to jump the on my face. <laughs> I mean, even if it didn't jump on his face, I mean, it, it, it's out of the context of the movie, but these things can run around. It's going to come on them eventually. I mean, like I said, they're all specialized. They want to know what's going on. They want to know why they were sent to this planet. They're not just going to not ignore. They're not just going to ignore a, a strange orb opening up in like some fleshy, Actually, you know what? veiny I'll substance. Even, I think they're this not- is one of the few parts where the annoying girl actually is on board because she's in here and she's like, "I think we should get the hell out of here." Yeah, I don't like this place I, much at all. A natural response, but they have to. At the end of the day, they're not just going to go down there, risk all this stuff, and just do nothing. They're not just going to well, leave. Well, they went for the SOS. That was, they went for the SOS. That was their purpose. And once you figure out, oh, hey, nothing's alive here. Well, they yeah, didn't know that. let's get the shit out of here. There is something alive, and that's what they're trying to find. And they found it. <laughs> this little fella <laughs> sent us movie. an SOS. <laughs> Thus the movie. Let's like... get him home, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on my eggs, face. I'll take you these home. These little eggs need us to protect them. <laughs> no, it's not that. They're just curious. They're like, are these eggs? They appear to be eggs. Like, what? what is this? Again, yeah, I'm I'm still just not buying the specialized scientist. Well, you're not a scientist, so but... fine. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm on the Alien Anthology Fandom Wiki. Brett's, <laughs> oh, this is Brett's like a great rank, site. Brett's rank is engineer. Oh, wow, they're all engineers? I would never would have guessed. I'm scrolling through. Kane was an executive <laughs> officer. Lambert is a navigator. Okay. Well, sounds like they're not all. Engineers. Oh wait, is that why she wasn't super <laughs> super thrilled about doing any of this? She was a Brandon, navigator. I mean, Ryan, I know a lot of engineers, and most of them would not say, "Let me check out this gooey egg." Oh, but Parker wait. is chief engineer. You missed something. An engineer didn't go down. It was only. Let's see. It, it, it was Kane. an executive officer. <laughs> it was, it was Kane. No, Dallas yeah, didn't. Executive officer. No, it was Kane. Kane's an executive Kane. officer. Yeah. yeah. Why would you send him? He's not in charge, but he needs to be able to maintain a mission. I don't know. I feel like you guys are making really petty complaints about no, about this, this was not petty for me this was why the hell are you looking at the fucking egg this no there, I, there's that's nothing fine for in me that ship well let me i'll just go there's nothing in that ship we were even talking about it about how uncomfortable it makes us and it would make them uncomfortable too we yeah even but see it's their that. job we're not getting paid we're watching it's their not job, their job is for the sos that's all they're there for their and, job is yeah it's to not their job. eggs it's ash's they, job Wait, oh, hold on. Did yeah, they find, he's the biologist. Oh, Kyle, did they find the source of the SOS? Yeah. Yeah, they did? What What, what was the beacon that was sitting in I the thought signal? it was the big guy with the hole in his no, chest. No, <laughs> they just found that coincidentally. They were exploring. They found an SOS on that ship, and that's all they were doing. They wanted to know what it was. Yeah. It was their all own right, curiosity yeah. because they're scientists and engineers. They're on this mission. They're going to figure out what it is. I buy them looking at the eggs. Officers aren't scientists. Yeah, a navigator and executive officer was manning that mission, Ryan. I don't know what sort of scientific curiosity they're tapped into. You guys are ridiculous. The lowest ranked person on the ship is an engineer. You don't think anybody else is a scientist or an engineer. That is absurd that you don't think that. I mean, Alex just told you their rank. I, I, I mean, and that was from the fandom.wikia page. I mean, and that's yeah, gospel. As far that's as I'm what concerned, I'm saying. that's like, gospel. 
they have that rank, and also it would not be uncommon for an engineer to also be that the, the officer rank, or an officer to be an engineer of some sort. Like, on a ship like that, are you kidding me? Like, you guys are you're I just mean, nitpicking. you're telling me, <laughs> are you kidding me? And Alex gave me the wikia page so, so you don't think it you don't think it's within the realm of possibility for an officer to also be an engineer you think that's and i you think that's insane anybody, I, I mean so like ryan legitimately i, I mean this is a movie about an alien anything. i think anything's possible i think <laughs> right i think anything's possible I'll, I'll i'll even i'll give you credit here ryan but again then this goes to if these are all highly trained specialized scientist space people then i'm that makes me angry because they make so many poor decisions. They don't. I don't know. think you can have both. You can't make bad decisions when you don't have anything to base it against. You, you can make bad decisions when there's a fucking thing on someone's face, and then you say, "Hey, yeah. come up to dinner, Kane." That's true. Okay. I guess we dodged right, right. that. There bullet. have been parasites. <laughs> there, parasites exist. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they the don't captain. look like that. But the captain wants to save lives. The scientist is telling them, no, we need to bring him on board. And in fact, he's he's circumvented protocol. Ridley wasn't gonna or Ripley wasn't gonna let him on board anyways, and the the android who was working but that's against him let There's him on. more parts after that. There's we can freeze him. We can quarantine. And the android can... is working against him. You're still you're just <laughs> you're reaffirming my point. But that's again then going back to it because this is what we were saying is that ah these are just ceo types and you know working for a corporation they don't give a shit again i'm not gonna fold on dallas fucking sucks okay okay but he goes by the advice of the scientist the the lead scientist on board who's working against them he goes by his advice and that's why things go so wrong dallas can make his own decision though and he can but he's advised to take the advice of the scientist his second in command and the lead engineer (laughs) who you're saying have quite big credentials are also saying dude I don't fucking trust this guy. I don't feel safe on this ship right Protocol. now. Why can't we just freeze him? Protocol. Kyle, this is the same thing as the Silence of the Lambs. You have to follow protocol. And just because you don't like the it doesn't mean... The protocol is Dallas can do what he wants. He's and the he's captain. Gonna, and he's going to follow the advice of the scientist who's supposed to be the expert in this exact I situation. just, I can't believe, I can't believe they let him out. That's the part that is the most challenging for me, is that they let him go to the lunchroom. Because, like, there are, like, no, like, we don't even sure. let people out sure. and walk around. What? That's, I, I think that's the one bad decision they make is letting him out of the room. But this yeah, is after like, they assume the we thing don't even that let, was on him we is don't dead. Even, yeah, but we don't even let people out of, like, a quarantine zone when they go to the moon. Like, you know. Fine. And yeah, that's I, here. I'm, I'll give you that. I'll <laughs> give you that. Everything else is nitpicking, though. No, nah, it is not. It's not nitpicking. Right. Oh, absolutely. You think these guys are no. truckers in space? <laughs> like, come on. Yes. <laughs> I think that would be the popular opinion. But more than that, again, it's not. It, it, and Alex confirmed it, that. So wait, do you think <laughs> Dallas is confident? Do you think yes. he's doing a bang up job? Yes, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's trying to get people home. He's trying to save lives. He's following the opinion of the scientists. And when it comes, when when shit hits the fan and the alien is out, he's like, oh my god, I need to take credit for this. I'm going in the vents. Nobody else do it. Shut me off. Close the vents after I go in. I'm going to take care of this. And it doesn't work out. Like, it's all unprecedented circumstances that nobody can control, nobody can predict, nobody can make a rational decision that's been made before. It's 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 all it's well, yeah, alien that to them. 
Well, yeah, at that point. That, that's what I said at the beginning, is when the xenomorph is fully grown, cat's out of the bag, yeah, I agree with you. But before that, again, there, I don't see anything in Dallas above dismissive and just, I don't okay. get paid for this shit. Fair enough. I, disagree. I bet Fair Kyle enough. would like the deleted scene where Dallas is turned into an alien egg. I just read that, and I was about to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But also, I just read that there's a there's a bit on the Alien DVD where they talk, where they disclose that Dallas is responsible for around twenty thousand people's deaths while he was commanding a troop carrier ship. I don't think he's a good captain. <laughs> uh oh, right. The no, Wikia page strikes again. We're throwing the book at. Him. I'm not saying in full context what he did Preach was right, Alex. but he did all he knew how to do. It's not like he had this crazy context that he knew exactly what to do in this situation because nobody did except for Ash, who was working against them. So to, to off, work off against topic, small details off, well, of the not plot. Not topic, but just a, a quick one. My favorite part in the movie is when Dallas is crawling through the pipes and the alien gets him and he, he goes, ah! <laughs> he, he holds out his arms. And he, I think that's one of the best ah! jump scares of all time. I love that part. <laughs> It seems almost Five Nights at Freddy's. It, it's so well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should probably things about are, this movie. Yeah, I was say like we should probably get to some positives. The score is great. It's very subdued, but it's very uh, foreboding. Uh, I mean, we already, you know, gushed <laughs> about the production design. Um, yeah, I think I think. think, I think I like I think everything the about this movie great. except for the, 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 the cheesy puppet that you guys are like. Oh, it's cute. Like, there are a few things that didn't age well, and that's the only thing I don't like about the movie. And Kyle's nitpicking. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> like, oh, I'd be, Ryan I'd, you would be over that it. puppet one more time. I'm voting for Rocketeer out of spite. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and I will. And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you look all the more foolish. <laughs> It, it, it's Man, pointless to nitpick and see, say, see, oh, this... if I was there, I would have done this. Like, it's come on. Not nit- nitpicking is <laughs> saying, like, all right, well, I mean, you know, and, like, going into very specific credentials. This is, hey, bad decisions are made. <laughs> in hindsight. What's hindsight, not Kyle? Not in hindsight. Not in hindsight. It is not, it's <laughs> not inconceivable for Dallas to say, you know what? This thing literally, it, it can bleed through the entire ship. It is firmly grasped around this, uh, my executive officer. I don't know much about it at all. And my second in command and chief engineer are scared shitless and saying, hey, I think we should at least just freeze this thing so we don't have to worry about it until we get back. That's not that's not nitpicking. That's not inconceivable. He could just as easily have said, "Yeah, you know what? There's a lot telling me, uh, sorry, Ash, who I haven't known ever. I've never been on a flight with you. I'm commanded to the follow the advice I- of the data scientist. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen to you. My bad. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh my god! It literally says he's to follow the advice of the scientist in these matters, and he does. That's not what a good captain does. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Okay. No, right, no. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Maybe Kyle not a is captain, Kyle but he is arguing. Procedure. Kyle is that's arguing why that, that that he needed to have some honor. And that's why I'm saying Kyle's like, oh, courage. if I was there, I'd do this. It's like I'm not 
Look, Come no, on. I'm saying, I'm all, all right He's now. Not all say, I'm arguing Kyle is, is not you saying can't say that. it's nitpicking. Oh, I Kyle am saying, saying it's Kyle not, is saying it's no, 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 no. Ryan, it's not nitpicking. Kyle has a legitimate issue with the character of Dallas. He's not saying that he would do differently if he was yeah, there. He's but he saying that about the Dallas, other characters, like looking at the eggs on the ship. Well, like that is that curious. is the classic. <laughs> that is the no. That I don't. I can't name a single person on Earth who would be that fucking curious <laughs> to look at that shit. Like that. That's great. Like. <laughs> Like, you would have to be a very special type of person to be like, yeah. I mean, because I bet it smelled terrible, too. Like, I mean, maybe, you have maybe to imagine. Maybe a specialized they scientist suits would want to look at it. I will say that the suits would give courage. <laughs> but, like, I would I would be fucking out of that room. No, I, I don't know. Egg. I think I think people would definitely check out the egg. Because you don't expect it to open up. But once yeah. it opened up, you should be gone. Like, I, if you yeah, see once the egg on the hatching, street... You would go, oh, what kind of animal? Well, that's a cool looking egg. I think people would look at the egg. That's not a nip. I mean, that's yeah. I think that's no, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. Look at the egg is fair. It opening up, and you know what? That would honestly be a crazier scene. I mean, I like the scene as it is. I'm not, you know, backseat directing. But once again, if they ran away and the thing ran out and ran, grabbed on their face, scene is ends up being exactly the same. Um, yeah, but it's and that even happens in later Alien movies. Um, but you know, then you don't have that scene of them going. Oh. That looks like mayo. <laughs> I wonder if it tastes like mayo. <laughs> if you guys wanted to know, uh, Jonesy's official rank is ship's cat. Oh. That's a good rank. That's a good rank for a cat. Um, one last thing I want to talk about. I mean, just just want to bring up. Ryan, you're talking about how like the world building is so nice. Ash being an android... Ash could have easily just been like a corrupt politician or, you know, the company could have had their hands in his pocket. He could have just been a regular person. But him being an android, he could have served the same purpose not being an android. But him being an android was for the sake of world building. And and that was super cool. Not only that, the stuff they did with with the android, like, for example, have you ever seen freaking white blood? That shit was cool. (laughs) It was cool. And it added to the heartlessness of the character. And why he didn't care at all that he was breaking protocol and doing all these things. He had no human emotion. He was just doing these things for his own agenda and the agenda of the company. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was that was Not only because, like, at first I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I kinda, like kind of opposite of you, Alex. Like, eh, it kind of seems like you're just throwing an android in here for the sake of, ooh, it's the future. But then I was thinking about it more and I was like, well, I think it's believable to say that the xenomorph would only be hunting organic life. Like, I, I think that could be a very easy way to look at that. Yeah. And then also, yeah, what you were saying, Ryan, of, yeah, it, it also helps because, yeah, he's he has no emotion and he's very tactical. And, like, I think I think it's beyond world building. I think him being android serves a lot of very specific purpose, and I like that a lot. And that actually, I don't know if you, this is totally off topic, but Alien Isolation, the game, the uh, Xenomorph doesn't hunt the androids in that game, which is cool. Oh! <laughs> we should uh, we should make Kyle play that. We should, uh, next time we're all hanging out or something, we should definitely uh, force Kyle to play that game. Is that the good one or the bad one? That's the good one. Oh. Ooh, and we'll get the DLC so he can play through the actual Alien movie uh, uh, and have to be Ripley throughout it and just watch him cry i guess (laughs) um star wars came out the same year right it was 1979 was star wars 79 i thought star wars was earlier i thought it was like 74 
Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it the same year as Rocky? Star Star Wars Wars was 77. Rocky was 76. Before Star Mm. Wars. Anyway, um, the trench run in Star Wars, there's that bit when the X-Strings are approaching the Death Star, and then you see like that obvious cut to... Uh, the model, you know, you know, what I'm talking about when they're like approaching the Death Star. Yeah, it's like panning down, and then it cuts to like they change the the perspective onto the model of the Death Star. This movie did it super well when uh, Ash's head was cut off, and they were like, you know, trying to prop his head up or whatever, and then they cut to the actual actor yeah. with his head. I thought that was so such so well done. Yeah, there, there's so much that just kind of. The filmmaking is just perfect. it. It jumps past the level of believability. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know. So it's. It, I mean, once again, like I mean, when you think about things later, you go, I don't know if I agree with these decisions that characters were yeah, making. Yeah, it's pointless but, to think about that. But <laughs> like, I wouldn't say it's pointless. And the moment it feels, it feels good. It feels, it feels like you're watching this continuous thing. It's like it's like watching The Bachelor or something. We don't really think about how stupid it is until you've come down from that reality TV high and the and the beer is wearing off and you haven't gotten another bag of Cheetos and you're just like, you know what? What am I doing with my life? This is my Again, third season I, I, of The Bachelor. I think this is just a uh, <laughs> kind of kind of similar to you in the Rocketeer, Ryan. Uh, and this is just a part I can't get over it. I can't suspend my disbelief. For the decision making, <laughs> but you I, can I in the Rocketeer. Well, I, I mean, I, just different strokes, just different strokes. Oh yeah, I mean, I the can... Rocketeer is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's go on record one more time and say how fucking stupid the Rocketeer is. But like, yeah, just just my 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 preference. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't look past it. I I just think it's funny that you I'm nitpick watching. the hell out of this, but not the Rocketeer. And that's all I'm I, saying. We have three people on this podcast <laughs> saying it is not nitpicking, and that's all I'm saying. Well, Kyle, once again, has a problem <laughs> with the character of Dallas. <laughs> and a million other things leading up to the point of his decisions in the first place. But, yeah, he does have an issue well, with I mean, Dallas, clearly. Kyle is always going to question the 20,000 dead at the hands of Dallas during the great troop <laughs> transfer of 2435 which was shown in the movie yeah it was shown yeah. in the movie that's that's what the um uh what is it uh that's what the uh, uh the opening is where, where it spells out alien that's actually a, a recreation of the great transfer of, of, each, of many uh, ships each character showing up on screen is 2000 deaths <laughs> I do love that opening crawl, by the way. I love when they're just panning over that planet, just slowly showing the letters. I think it's so spooky. Spooky and uh, yeah, kind of sets the tone. All right, so I guess we should move on to our our in our ender thoughts. Yeah, I guess do we want to just yeah, merge final, final thoughts with. And I say that's decision. a good idea. I say that's a good idea. Oh, I don't, I don't like that at all. No, because we're okay, going to reiterate the same points. Do you want yeah, to move on? It's nice to have a separate final thoughts and fine, then go we, into comparing. The fine, two but these these should be short. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Kyle, you go first since you loved it so much. 
Ryan, I don't know why you're getting so personally hurt here. I apologize. Oh, I'm not personally I, hurt. I'm just going to defend things that don't make any sense to me <laughs> when you say that. I mean, I, I feel like we should mention that, you know, Ryan's full name is Ryan Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I did this with the Rocketeer, too. You guys were all willing to forget certain things. And I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna let things that I disagree with. And, 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 and Ryan forgives, but he never forgets. <laughs> and I will forgive if it's taste, but if I think it's a bad point, I'm gonna call it out. And that's all I'm saying. And that's what we've been doing. Wait, what? what uh, we think we, we think this movie had bad points. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I disagree. And that's why. That's why it, I'm not personally affected. I don't care if you don't like it or not. But no, I think you're nitpicking. And that's that's my point. <laughs> like I'd, I, I think if you thought the movie was slow, I would agree. Like this is a slow burn movie, and I can totally see that. But it, like if you're going into the motivations of each character in any given moment, it's like just, just, just watch the movie like you did the Rocketeer. If you like that so much, like <laughs> <laughs> just watch this like you ro- watch the Rocketeer like you watched Alien. I, I do. I I nitpick Alien, and I don't have an issue with it. And I do have a like if, when I nitpick, I have an issue with Rocketeer. So I guess that speaks to the differences in taste. But no, it's like I'm gonna defend it when you say something I I fully disagree with. I have nothing more to say, but I will say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I I see you. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. All right. Uh, again, final thoughts. I think this is an excellent movie. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I know we didn't talk a lot about it, but also I think it's kind of like a uh, an old boy situation where it's like there's not or like similar to like Pixar and like yeah, I can talk about how great the technical aspects are, but like it's kind of I, I don't know. There's not there's not much to say about perfection other than it's perfect. Um, so I would say that's that's in defense of us not really touching on that. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, I have on my notes here. Uh, I, this might be the best sci-fi elements world building I've seen in a movie. Um, we t- we touched on it all. Costume design is out of this world. Xenomorph is insane. The sound design <coughs> is fantastic. Gets you right where you need to be. Uh, the set design great world building, all those sorts of things. Uh, everything I said, everything I had a complaint about pr- isn't even really a complaint with this movie. It's a complaint with the genre. And again, I don't think you can do, you can fix my complaints and keep it in this genre. I just, I, someone wants to prove me wrong. I'd love it, but I just don't think it's possible for what horror needs to do. Um, Terminator. I, I would, I would say Terminator's thriller. Yeah, that's not horror. horror. No, it's not yeah. scary. It has horror elements. Let's look up what yeah, it has horror, horror elements, elements but, but it's not scary. And, yeah, like, I'm... for the re- I love thrillers. Uh, like, I, I have a lot... It's not like suspense makes it unpleasant for me. I love Uncut Gems. I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, like, suspense is wonderful. It's just... It's a lot of what horror does... That just, it doesn't sit right with me. It either makes me uncomfortable to a degree that, like, it draws me out of the movie. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to get behind this. Uh, 
I suppose that's my final thoughts. We didn't really get to talk about Alien versus Predator, but I do have a lot of questions on how Alien and Predator got mixed together, uh, <laughs> and how those those movies came about. Uh, are they? Are Brendan? Just real quick, are they in the same cinematic universe? I don't think they are. I think uh, like those are not. Movies. Those are those are their own thing. I, okay. God, I feel like it's just how we pitted King Kong versus Godzilla. It's because they're they're two cool creatures that we want to see fight. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's exactly it. <laughs> well, I remember. Yeah, like, it's like it's like it's like Predator like, versus the Batman. Predators made the aliens because <laughs> they needed something perfect to hunt, which seems cool. That seems really cool. No Predator lore. Um, yeah, big fan of Alien versus Predator. We can talk about that later, but I'm done. Alex, uh, I'm just gonna reiterate some points I already said. This movie was perfectly <laughs> shot. <laughs> the set design was absolutely perfect. Sound design perfect. Score amazing. Acting amazing. Everything was scary and creepy and uncomfortable and exactly what it needed to be. Uh, some of the character decisions like we brought up, which I didn't realize on my first viewing, didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I won't go to the degree that Kyle did because I still think some characters acted realistically in their scenario. But it was this movie truly was super ahead of its time in so many ways, and it doesn't feel like it was made in 1979. Besides, maybe the the computer being all loud and and whizzing and buzzing. Um, yeah, just an amazing movie. Um, yeah, I I completely agree. I think this is one of the best movies that we've watched. Um, you know, even though I've seen it before, I I love this movie. I seem to. This is this is one of those movies that I just uh, buy every time it's re-released for whatever reason. I just go, oh, that's out on a new format. Forty dollars? <laughs> that's not too much money, uh, <laughs> and it ends up on my shelf again. <laughs> uh, and I never regret it. I never regret the purchase. It's always it's always uh, a worthwhile endeavor to rewatch this movie. Um, because it got extended or they cut a minute out of it or whatever Ridley Scott decided to do on any given Sunday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, love, I, I would say that my favorite thing about this movie outside of the, uh, you know, alien itself is the costuming. Uh, I legitimately was like, how can I get an actual nice quality jumpsuit from, from the Nostromo? Like I'll wear that around all day. <laughs> That jumpsuit looks so fucking good with like the logo for the Nostromo and stuff. It's like this shit looks so fucking good. But it's like I don't want a Halloween costume of it. You know that like fabric that you know you can't throw in the washer machine because it's like it'll just dissolve. Um, so that's what I was thinking about when I was watching this movie for like the 80th time. I was like, damn, how do I get one of those fucking jumpsuits? But I love this movie. And that's where I'll end my thoughts. <laughs> I'm looking at the jumpsuits right now and like I don't know. They don't do anything for me. They're they're a pretty cheap four hundred dollars in hindsight. Like I mean, I would... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, I'm. And honestly, I didn't even think I was this passionate about it. It's just the fact that I, I think the atmosphere, the characters, the cinematography, sound design, the monsters, the practical effects, everything about it is so right up my alley. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's all super well done. The only thing that keeps me from marking this as like a perfect film is the things that have aged. Those things being the chestburster scene, the little model, 
Um, the guy is literally in a silicone alien suit. It doesn't look fantastic all the time. Like when they do the close-ups on the head, it looks great. When they show him full body, it looks a little cheesy. And then when they show Ash as like the the rubber head, and then they cut to him as a real person spitting out milk. Like there's just certain things that don't look great anymore. But that does. I think I, all that looks great. I it it stands out to me. Um, but that said, that's the only thing that really stands out to me. I think it's atmospheric, slow burn, gets you in the right mood, and I I don't know. I think with context, all of the characters, I feel like make the right choices. I I I'm, I don't find that distracting at all. So, story wise, I think it's perfect. Yeah, literally the only thing is the things that have not aged well since 1979, and I'm willing to look past that. I don't think it's perfect because of that, but I love it. So yeah. Yeah, that and all of like the Mujahideen talk, you know, it was dedicated to them at the start. You know, just things from the seventies that did not age well. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, Ripley and the Xenomorph are in Fortnite. That's pretty epic. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I don't, I, I what kind of ad that. read was that? <laughs> this has been your annual Alex Fortnite update <laughs> alex fortnite epic games plug <laughs> <laughs> all right okay uh and kyle I, so before yeah. we get into voting i want to say i'm sorry if i came off as harsh i just feel <laughs> that the character decisions in context <laughs> made sense and that's that's it uh. Yeah, and I felt I, like I, I felt like Alex was like the 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 child in the in the divorce <laughs> hearing. He was just sitting there, <laughs> head in hands, listening. I agreed with parts <laughs> of each of you, but I wanted to hear what you all had to say. He didn't yeah, want to have yeah. to choose <laughs> which it, parent to uh, side with. Like, yeah, if it's not your cup of tea, it's just not. Like, I, I'm never gonna hold that against anybody for not liking or liking a movie. It's just that. For me, that, yeah, I, I didn't find any issue with the characters given the context that they were in. So that's the, if I came across as harsh, it was only because of that reason. And uh, I, yeah, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, 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 I understood that it was just passion for the movie and not uh, pointed attacks at myself. Yeah, so no, I, 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 I just think Alien is red, uh, and that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Um, all right, I guess on that touching note, let's get into voting. Uh, I think we know how this. Let's. Yeah, I don't think there's. Any, is there any? Is there anyone who's voting against Alien? Oh shit! <laughs> Kyle uh, for, slowly raised his hand. For you folks at home, Kyle raised his hand. Um, <laughs> um that, yeah, yeah that's, I, that's all right. I, I guess I'll go ahead and take it from here then. Uh, we know where everybody else is going. Uh, I made most of my points, but I'll just I'll re-hit this again. I'm voting based on how much I enjoyed my time. Uh, watching Alien was unpleasant at the end of the day. Like, I didn't feel good when it was done. Um, and that's, that's truly just genre doesn't jive with me. Um, you know. Uh, and the Rocketeer, I I cackled the majority of that movie <laughs> and just had a big ass goofy smile on my face. So like this this was maybe the easiest decision for me, just in terms of I I I was just so happy watching the Rocketeer. Um, 
and I will be happy when I watch it again, and I will be uncomfortable and sad when I watch Alien again. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll hit it one more time. The Rocketeer fucking sucks. It's a bad movie. <laughs> and that being said, my vote goes to the Rocketeer. God damn it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to send... Wait, Brendan, do you think the Rocketeer sucks and you like it anyways? Or do you think it has, like, some redeemable... I think it has redeeming qualities. I think it. I think it mostly sucks, but I, okay. I love so much about I'm gonna it. I'm going to put in. I, mean, that I, I also g- think it has redeeming qualities, but for yeah, comedy's well, effect, I, I'll go I next. wanted to make a big point. <laughs> I'll go next, considering that um, you know, we had such a surprising turn of events with Kyle voting for Rocketeer. Um, I love both of these movies. I've watched both of these movies probably the same equally embarrassing amount of times. Um, you know, I, I I watched both of these movies when I was young and continued to watch them into adulthood. I, I love them. Uh, but I, I, you know, ultimately, I think I think I enjoy at the end of the day because I'm kind of I've been doing the same thing as Kyle for the most part. My votes have been based on enjoyment, you know, which leads into craft. But um, I enjoy a, a well-crafted movie at the end of the day more than even what I enjoyed as a child more. Um, I think that I ultimately have more fun unpacking alien and laughing at all the inconsistencies with the new lore that they've introduced and watching it going, man, I wonder if the guy who made Legion is actually going to make a good alien show on FX. Wait, is he making an alien show? <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, oh, you know, count me in. That is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I really like Alien for that reason. I like a movie that I can unpack. And despite how, I don't know, for, for people listening, I'm sure Ryan as well, how fucking strange it must have been for him to boot up Rocketeer going, yeah, this was a Brendan pick. It's probably going to be like American Animals or, or one of the movies he's, he, he's talked about how much he liked. And then it being like a fucking goofy cartoon of a movie um i like both but i i I, i'm i am gonna vote for alien here uh unfortunately i i abandoned my i'll carry the flag for you brother (laughs) (laughs) thank you kyle a true friend always i just really don't want to look at the rotten tomato or, or letterbox score for uh rocketeer i think it'll bring me to tears oh we were gonna lose baby don't you worry yeah. about that well alien has a 98 on rotten tomatoes yeah and, and rocketeer you know has a perfect 100 the rocketeer is not even that low i won't tell yeah. you that to it's not poorly received it's probably like 60 70 something like that yeah i think it's in the 66 60s. Okay, yeah. that's that's not unexpected. On Letterboxd, that's not average that bad. Um, um, Alex, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed The Rocketeer, but like we talked in that discussion, I don't see the charm in it. Uh, and yes, it's stupid, and it's dumb, and it's all honestly a movie I'm not probably not going to watch again, ever. Uh, maybe clips to to see the the dope ass costume flying through the sky, but um, yeah, that's my all I could ask go. for. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Alien was just it's. I, I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's amazing, and it led to the Metroid franchise. So for that reason, my vote goes to Alien. All right. 
and then I'll pick up. Public apology. Ryan Rhodes for the I, Rocketeer. I, I, no, I oh God, I just feel like in general I've come off as just such a hard ass and really mean. Yeah, these last two like, episodes, oh, last two movies. I just, two. it just, I really didn't like Rocketeer and there was nothing that I could personally defend about it. Like there were, there were certainly things of charm, but there were also like the things that you guys all seem to love, like really bothered me. And then in this one, it seemed like the things that bothered you guys, I like, I'm totally willing to look past. The only thing that bothers me are like the aged effects. And even those you guys seem to be charmed by. So it, it's purely down to taste. And at the end of the day, that's the main takeaway is that everybody's taste is different. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like a villain in this one just because I was attacking maybe people's tastes rather than objective qualities. And for that, I apologize. But I, I am going to still stick with Alien. I think it's pretty clear that I, I'm like pretty in love with the movie. Um, it, it, I think it's sci-fi and horror blended at the finest it could pretty much ever be. Um, not, maybe not ever. Just in general, I think it's so well done. I love the world of the Nostromo, the effects, the monsters and everything. And it, for that reason, it sticks with me. And the Rocketeer is like, it has its charm. But for me personally, if a movie's cheesy, it's kind of hit or miss. And in this case, it was a miss. So, yeah, I, I, I do still vote for Alien, but... Yeah, with with that, I, I I don't feel good in this one because I really do feel like I was mean on 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 both uh, <laughs> on both movies, and for that I apologize. But it makes for good content, baby. Don't yeah. apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but I do. I, 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 I thank you, thank you for your sincerity, Ryan. That was very. Well, I just nice. I, I don't because I don't want to come across as if I'm a I'm attacking people's tastes because that's obviously very subjective. It's just. When I when I when I get uh, when I get all hot and fired up and passionate about something, <laughs> then I I, I want to speak my mind. So that that's all it is. Um, so, all right. Yeah. And with that, congratulations, fuckwads. Ryan's now four and zero oh because <laughs> none of you can grow a fucking spine. <laughs> Jeez. Don't worry. Don't he's worry. He's had I'm more start. movies than everyone, and he's won every single one. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I promise I'll start cleaning up once we get to some of my better picks. I think, uh, I think, I think it's a toxic relationship. Everybody's just afraid of me that I'm going to yell at them. At this point. God damn! I know. I've, bitch, I, you know, Brandon, I'm, I counted on you, Ryan. I've almost called you dad like eight times. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing so you're random. fighting against. You're, you're, you're basically fighting against Clint Eastwood in like the '60s and then all these matches. <laughs> that's why no no but yes uh it is it is official alien is our fifth movie to move forward congratulations ryan for absolutely running the table um i wish you a downfall swift and easy you know ryan ryan he 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 did the cheat move he picked like good movies and not movies that he just enjoys that's the thing oh god i love good movies like i I don't know i I don't know what to say like i I pick movies that are near to my heart and are also very popular and it takes balls to pick v for vendetta you coward (laughs) I don't. Oh 
God, it's just I see. I love that movie. It's just like I wouldn't put it on my favorites because there's certain things about it. But I don't want to get into that. Like, it's like it's, it seems to be that the things that are exactly my taste are like the things that are so popular. It's not even funny. And it's, it's for that reason I apologize, but I also don't apologize because it's like I, I, I they're don't know. good I picks. Like, they're good picks. They're good I, picks. No, they are. They're good. They're, and, they're good. And picks. Honestly, I think the best thing because I've seen most of the the ones that you've you've picked out, but I I have honestly been enjoying hearing kyle who apparently has lived under a rock and only watched v for vendetta on loop experience all of these new movies it's like when we started this whole thing alex was like he picked the the safe ones and meanwhile i'm like way to fucking dunk on alex by the way yeah, oh god no i'm not trying to oh, what, over two it's not that bad i'm saying here that comes I red ryan again <laughs> I'm saying that I picked equally safe movies. Like, I don't know. I did not say that to be mean in any ways, Alex. I didn't take it as mean. Okay, good. (laughs) Roll the dice. Roll the dice. Yeah, no. All right, so let's see. I have the bracket pulled up. Um, I put in aliens so that we don't miscount. I mean, uh, not that we've ever miscounted <laughs> before, but um, all right. I have uh, one to twenty-seven die roll going. Oh boy! I all right, come on, big money, big money, no whammies. I hope it's not me again. I'm. T- I feel like if I keep I talking as much as I have in these episodes, people are just gonna hate me. And it's well, it's funny because if it is you, you're just gonna run out on the back half of the round of sixty-four. Uh, so yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I like to... this as as you slowly making a heel turn into like the <laughs> into red riot <laughs> when, when the uh when the episodes come out that it's like me against myself i'm just gonna do, put on two different voices and just completely <laughs> leave each episode depressed as hell <laughs> but, all right anyways all right we we, we rolled 11 oh boy. we rolled 11 all right one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven I am seeing smoke signals versus the great Waldo Pepper. Can somebody confirm that? I am that? also oh. getting smoke signals versus the oh. great Waldo Pepper. Okay, I am it's so me excited. And, it's me and Kyle up against each other. <laughs> I'm so excited because so this is one of the few matches that I haven't seen either movie. Same. And I've been I've been waiting for that. I'm excited for the great Waldo Pepper because Brendan has been raving about it. Oh, this is going to be a fucking hot one next week, everybody. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, Kyle, I don't even think this is going to be that big of a, an argument. I feel like we set our pieces already. No, all those, but the all viewers, those you don't think those flames are going to get stoked again? You don't think that's going to get ramped right back up? I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to maintain my composure. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to. I, I'll be chill, baby. I'll be so chill. You're, you're, you're doing better than me, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess uh, so. Kyle and Brendan have seen both. Is that right? No, I haven't seen Smoke Signals. Oh. I've seen both. Okay. Well, so then... Which one uh, goes first? I, I haven't seen either. Uh, yeah, yeah, which one's uh, Lower Seated? Uh, Waldo Pepper is going to be up first. Lower Seated? Okay. Lower Seated, yeah. And, and that's from what? Like the, That's from the 90s, right? I feel like I looked that one up. No, no that's from the 70s. 70s? From, oh. Yeah. What am I thinking mm-hmm. of? Kyle, you have uh, one I'm thinking of, right? You're thinking of Snatch. Uh, no, that's... No, not just 2000. Yeah, that's 2001. Uh, I don't know if I have. You're thinking of the Prestige. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just a moron and I forgot. Maybe I, maybe I missed saw uh, the seven as a nine. Who knows? But so Alex and Alex and Ryan haven't seen either. No, I haven't seen either. I've never even okay. heard of either. Yeah, they're both uh, is... very under the radar movies. I would say. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> anything? Anything else? I think. Uh, I think no. that just about does it. I think that's it. Uh, oh, one more thing. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be when like, you hear this in December. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be approximately <laughs> December 9th when this comes out, but that's all right. Little <laughs> Halloween come late. All righty, all right, well, Ryan. Yeah, I'll take see. us out. Oh, oh yeah, this is the end of the episode, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Um, everybody. Do you famous. Uh, 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 be kind to others and uh, don't take their opinions as slights against yourself because it's not worth it. Again, I, I apologize if I came off <laughs> as insensitive. And uh, yeah, just uh, try to be better than me in this episode. That's all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, for real, Kyle, I'm sorry.